You're listening to Out of Command, an airport episode of Shooting the Street podcast, brought to you by Breakthrough Assault by Code UK. I'm Fez, and in this special edition, Duncan, Looted, Panzer, Gosling, and I have moved tactically away from the rest of the platoon and are competing to win all the glory for ourselves, threatening not only the safety of our squad, but the entire focus of the war. As such, all our jokes will be at plus one to hit, and we can't dash unless it is towards the others with our tails between our legs. But we can assault, and most likely insult, anyone we choose. Duncan! Mr. Fez, good evening. What are we going to talk about tonight, if you've written down the show notes? I have not, because I am not prepared. But we're going to talk about warfare, and I don't just mean warfare. But you mean warfare? I am. I'm talking about Reading, the Reading uh, event. The Reading in the United Kingdom for you international people. Correct. Spelled Reading, confusingly. We're going to be Reading Warfare. Correct. Exactly that. Exactly those things all at once. So, yeah, we uh, we actually went to a tournament, which was nice. We did. We played like five games over two. I know. I was so hot. I was so hot, Eddie. It was. Like, I, don't, I don't mean like in a kind of vaguely, you know. Oh mate, way, you go to the internet, there's pictures of you being hot and everything. I know. I was so hot, uh, but fortunately, I, unlike the vast majority of our gamers, have access to antiperspirant and shell gel. So yes. I had a two plus save against Stink. Yes, gamer funk is a thing, people. <laughs> But no, it was um, it's the first tournament I think I've played in like two years, maybe. Didn't you but it's been a while. One? Well, yeah, you say played. I, I was there. Did you get a participation medal? I didn't, but I felt like I should. I felt like I should get everyone should get a medal at that point. Everyone should get a medal at that point. <laughs> yeah, if I'm rolling dice, definitely. Good lord. But I um, yeah. It's been, it's gone. Um, we were going to, we actually planned to do this there in uh, the salubrious uh, surroundings of the Ibis, Ibis style, I think it was. Ooh. Worst hotel I've been in in a long time. Really? Uh, entirely, well, no, it wasn't the hotel's fault. It was, um, it was someone who was um, having a rather pleasant weekend away. Oh. If you catch my drift. Uh, not a lot of sleep was had. Were they playing, were they gaming all night? That's what you mean. They, they, they were, yeah. I, I think, I think I heard a couple of follow me's. <laughs> throughout the couple of doors and uh yeah definitely someone was trying to assault the door so all in all um it was a bit strange but you know there we go we're we gonna do it was cheap i so think I'm, i see a, i'm yeah. gonna already derail us and say shall we talk about warfare as a show first as people may not know what we're talking about <gasps> what after our carefully crafted show notes you mean? yeah 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 um, i'm just gonna move this one yeah, that's probably that's probably actually a fair fair thing to do because I think it's a very south centric thing as well. Although I do see Hammy wandering around. Hi, Hammy. Yeah, hi, Hammy. It's good to talk. Hi. To you. Yeah, hi, Hammy. Yeah, that was unsanctioned fun. Unsanctioned. Uh, um, um, so yeah, it's not. So he was he's based in the north, isn't he? Maybe I think Midlands. He's north of the it? River Thames, which for I me thought is it was north. Stockport or something. Yeah, anywhere north of the River Thames is just north. Oh, okay. So, uh, north. North of the Sorry, everyone else. Watched a lot of campaigns so, recently. Um, have they got giants? They think they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, for those who don't know, Warfare is the Wargaming Association of Reading's uh, Games Club's annual show. Um, it's a two-day event, and it's run at a big leisure centre in the town of Reading. Um, and we descend 
hundreds of gamers descend in their masses to uh, partake in a lot of different wargaming events from a lot of different games, not just Flames of War. There's no. other, all other gaming tastes are um, supplied for. Um, yep, in, including Playmobil. In multitude of scales and eras and realities, whether or not it's fantasy, you know, fantasy uh, sci-fi or historical, um, as well as having a... A fairly substantial, you know, they fit a lot of stands into that gaming hall. Um, they do, yeah. um, which is not quite as supported by the big manufacturers, uh, but anyone smaller than them generally has a stand. So, there is anybody that all, all of the sort of third party people, if you imagine those, uh, you can find anything, and a lot of just generic traders. So, they have pretty much anything you want for your armies, you can find. Mm-hmm. production you can find at the warfare show um and if it's out of production you then have the bring and buy stand which was so full oh my oh gosh my God. It, oh. yeah i saw some i saw some soviet cossacks and i thought oh ben might be interested in them took a picture sent them to him went back God, and i didn't God. get no that's a lie i didn't even send it to him i took a picture went to send it to find some signal went back gone oh yeah if you snooze you lose and that's oh my God. God. it's like doggy dog um but it's uh, basically the, the War Games Association. You can take your goods and for a small 10% commission, uh, a, a small like 10 pence listing fee, yep. we'll sell your stuff for you and then uh, give you the money at the end. And uh, I think in two years, I've sold a grand combination of just under a thousand pounds worth of stuff. Good grief. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Last year was about 700 quid. Oh, is this the 22 Tiger? Uh, 20 yeah, I had a Sorry. had a bolt action Hunter company. So twenty two millimeter Panthers, which I was planning on playing a twenty eight millimeter game of Flames of War on a twelve by six table, just doubling all the distances. Sweet lord! But even then, we realised that twenty two Panthers is just a ridiculous amount of points. <laughs> Uh, yeah, even on the V3, that's uh, yep. that's a lot. Of that's that's a sizable chunk. How many T34s would you have to? Well, we've digressed already, but well, that's a lot of T34s, I, uh, right? Paul, Paul, the Games Club, I think at that one point when we did play our big curse game, which was on four six by four tables lengthways, um, I had my Panthers, and then we had a load of Hungarian stuff. We had just we had some twenty eight mil. Sorry, yeah, twenty eight. Oh, yeah, we went, went a bit mad. Um, Jesus. Paul had about 40 T-34s. Oh, my days. He had everything else as well. Yeah. That's the thing. That's... So, armoured cars, I had um, Sturm Tigers, Jag Tigers, Jag Panthers. You know, it was ridiculous. It got to the point where we were like, we'll, we'll, we'll pull out, um, use a Tombola, and pull out poker chips of different colours to get activations for bot action. <laughs> Yeah, it was a thing. It was good. It was it was a crazy time. That sounds insane. Um, but when you've got models sitting there, brought them to Warfare, sold them, yeah. made made a lot of money to then go buy more toys. Apparently, yeah, because that's the thing we were talking about that, weren't we? The um, recycling of hobby goods. Yes, uh, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. dangerous. But I mean, you know, taking it from stagnant money to money you're actually going to use in theory. Stagnant money. What a thought. It's as good as money, as my dad would say. Jesus Christ. Holy moly. In a war game store for about three weeks. 
so that, that that went on the whole the green bike was on for two days wasn't it so, yes on two days so you can take the and drop it off it's a fantastic show for anyone who wants to you know who's in the area it's actually worth i would say it's worth a trip down even if it's just for the day um, yeah because you just get so many options it's literally walk, like walking into four major game shops but everyone's doing you know nice deals everyone you know you can find something rare and out of print and they bring them by yeah um and also, if you like us, you can find tournaments and games to play, demonstration games as well. Lots of people put things on. Um, yep, there was a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's a, it's a good full weekend. Um, and as ever, uh, Ian ran our war game, our Flames of War tournament. Very, very ably, might I add. He, yeah, fantastic. He with guy, his, yeah, with his lovely uh, laptop and screen set up, I thought that's genius. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really well run. But he did, he did, you know, when you have a good idea and people, you think, oh, this is fantastic. And someone else comes up with it completely independently, but does it first. Yeah. What did he do? Did he upset you? Yeah. Did he he about about the, um, the position cards of, um, yeah, I was going to do really cool breakthrough assault ones. And Ian kind of beat me to it with his really nice. They were laminated and everything. I was well chuffed with them. Yeah, they're really good. I was, I, was, I went back. Yeah. So. Thanks. Sickeningly good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that's quite nice. Actually, I, 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 I may have uh, misappropriated them. Actually, I'm not sure we were allowed to take them. I'm no, they were. Them. They were supposed to. Oh, that's they, cool. they were. They were your like attendance gift. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I don't know if it's about now. I was just. Hmm. You just told them. <laughs> yeah. Just, <whoops. laughs> um, Ian, if you this, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, the tournament then was 86 points mid-war. No, it wasn't Eddie. Wasn't it? That's your tournament. No, it was. It's eighty-eight points. Eighty-eight points. What's my? Yeah, mine's ninety-six. Oh, it was ninety-six. All right, we're both wrong. How about that? There we go. <laughs> it's um, terrifying. We both played in this. How many points was it? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, eighty-eight. It was eighty-eight. It was eighty-eight glorious points, which is not enough. Uh, not I, enough. I don't know about you. No, desperately short. Desperately. Short. No, it was. It was fine actually. It was fine. It was. It was actually. It was a really interesting uh, points level because the that made the reserves what thirty six point or thirty five point two. Oh yeah, so thirty six at least. Yeah, which was actually a really awkward amount. Mm. I found that I struggled on that, and I know you've done some some thunking about uh, how to make that slightly less um, decisive in games, but I, I struggled that. So that's definitely something I'm, I'm going to take away. Look at your reserves. The love oh, of God, reserves, look at the reserves. Always reserves. Oh, my days. What was I thinking? What was I thinking, Eddie? I don't know. What did you take? What, what was your list in the end? Well, well, so we were just talking actually before this that um, the uh, anti tank rifles are required uh, for my nightly flight turned up last week. So it wasn't my nightly flight company, which is what I was expecting to take. Um, it was actually a Panzer three company. And um, so I, I kind of. We kind of egged each other on a little bit with this, didn't we? We talked about this, I think, the last episode that came out. We never did that, Duncan. I don't know what you're talking about. What? What, egging on? <laughs> yeah, it was just like a hobby enabler. It's ridiculous. I don't... Just, a... yeah. So we, we, we looked at it, and um, I took uh, Panzer Three Company, which was a Panzer Three Long Command, then four Panzer Threes, three Panzer Threes, another pa three Panzer Threes, and then in support was a Tiger and three armor cars. So I think that come yeah. it came to 11, 14, 15 models, which yeah. from the perspective of getting my games done, looking around the show, awesome. Yeah. Also transport, 
awesome. So I can't, I can't actually fault you for that, but that, that was my force. I was quite actually, actually quite happy with it. So how many, so your pounds are threes, were they all longs or were they No, this is, this is, this is where it got controversial. The only one long, um, the others were all short. So there were only 88. Oh, painful. 88, which. Yeah. And front of a five, right? Front of a five, 88. Um, yeah. Yeah. That one point, stupid. I know it sounds stupid, but it does make a hell of a difference. Well, being I, yeah. So I, I, I took, I looked at the list and realised that I want to run the things that every, I'm, I'm a hobby um, non-conformist, put that way. Non-conformist. Everyone, everyone said that the you know, there's no reason to take the up-armoured Panzer three, right? The whole, all, all this meta rubbish that everyone talks about was all like, oh, it's all short-barreled. It's all, you know, up-armoured Panzer threes aren't worth it. I looked at it. I said, "Well, what do you get for your points? You get an extra point of front armor. You get an extra anti-tank, but you know, eighty-nine. You lose a point of firepower. I think. No, no, no. Right? There's still a, there's still the way there's four plus. Okay, so okay, right. So the same firepower, but more crucially, you up their range to twenty-eight. To twenty-eight. Yep, from twenty-four to twenty-eight, you get your jumps. Right, so you get four inches of range. So I thought. Well, why don't I take a company and see what I can do with them, and and, and see if I by keeping at long range and being out of range of most of the, the Soviet anti tank guns, which are normally twenty four, can I play the long game and keep the pressure on? So I think that involves you being patient, right? It does. Right. Okay. It does. But as I get more grey hair, I realise that I can be more patient with things. Um, so That's the skill. I'm a Panzer Eight HQ. And then a platoon of three Panzer eight up armoured, all of them. Panzer threes, Panzer threes. Panzer threes. Panzer eight. Oh, sorry. A, yeah, you said Panzer eight. I like it. A platoon of three Panzer threes up armoured. Yeah. There we go. Uh, okay. Eight points each, aren't they? They are eight points each. They get, they get That's where the eight came from. That is. Um, and then I took the other forgotten child of the uh, mid war German books and did uh, three Panzer fours, short barreled. See, that was more controversial, I think, to me than the, the up armoured Panzer threes. Yeah. Because they're only 87, right? 87, three up firepower, range 24 direct. Um, but they've got a 48 inch bombardment, which is a four up firepower. Yeah. I missed that. Mm. So I took three of those. And then I added a tiger because it's a tiger and I love tigers. And I wanted to do the morning grey, and a grey tiger would be amazing. Um, it did look nice. And then uh, in support. Well, originally, that was the support, sorry. Originally, I was going to add some infantry or add another support option, like recce or whatever, but I actually realised that, you know what, I'll just add a formation, a core, Panzer II platoon. Mm-hmm. So I added four Panzer IIs for machine guns um, because that then became, in reserve, in reserve missions, that became my reserve force. You know, the Tiger and the four Panzer IIs in reserve. Yep. Which, if they ended up on the corner of the board on their own, would be mutually self-supporting. Yeah, you're only going to worry about being um, was it scattered to reserves at that yeah. point because you, you can then have them mutually, um, yeah, supporting each other whilst yeah. they're humping it across the table. You know, the main thing about tigers is worrying about okay, flank shots which you can limit, but also just getting assaulted off the objective. Yeah, that that is very true. 
by having enough MGs around it, then all of a sudden that's not an issue anymore, and you're in a much stronger position. Um, so that led that led to us both having tigers. Yeah, so we thought we can't just both take tigers. That's just silly. How are you going to work out who's better? Yeah, because it's you know, the ultimate weapon, the wooden yeah. buffer. Exactly. So how do you work out who's better than Eddie? We had a tiger challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the only sensible thing, which did become, uh, I have to say, over the course of the uh, tournament, became my sole and only focus. It, well, yeah, mine too at some points. <laughs> it's like, do you know what? <laughs> Everything else is going to hell in a handbasket, but Tony the Tiger's doing well. Thank God. Yeah. So you you had Tony. I had Tony. I had Tony. Mm-hmm. Terry Tate. Terry Tate, office tiger. Office tiger linebacker. It was just the idea of this tiger just turning up and showing the other pads is how it's done. Yeah, just tutting. You don't fail firepower, Jerry. But that was um so that that we decided with that any challenge should have some rules as well, didn't we? Yeah, of course. Otherwise, it wouldn't be efficient. No. Like how, how could you tell who won if there was no you know parameters? <laughs> so, so I think we decided like it was it was well organised, wasn't it? I think it was the day before. So I mean, it wasn't the, the day before. On, on the morning we were. Oh, on the morning. Oh yeah. god. Okay. <laughs> so it's like well organised. I thought. Um, yeah, we decided that um you're going to get what is it five points for the tiger. Taking a table, well, winning the game by taking an objective. Yeah. Then it was um, a point for everything it killed. Yep. Irrelevant of what it was because it was far too much bookkeeping to work out. Yep. A point, a point per team removed. Yes. And then minus five if you died. Yeah. And then later on, we actually put a caveat that if the tiger killed another tiger, we'd better give it some extra points for that because that's pretty hardcore. I don't know yes. if it gets much more hardcore than that, really. That was, yeah. That was, that was something special. Um, so that was so, like a challenge. That was a tight challenge, which we did. If you follow, ah, shoot, just stab myself in the finger. Oh, that's just careless. Mm. You don't don't talk in hobby. It's like, you know, it's like no. Hobby alone in a vault, undisturbed. Yeah, in your bunker. In my bunker. Um, so yeah, we um we actually, if you follow us on Facebook, and you probably should, um, just saying, uh, <laughs> we actually did some, some live, I guess, update. Is there a way you can describe them? Live streaming. Um, yeah, I've just updates for points per round. Um, most of the time they were positive, as in upbeat and also in not negative numbers, but uh, occasionally uh, that, that didn't pan out as well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we'll probably give uh, a breakdown of exactly what the points were. Have you gotten by a game, Eddie? Or should we do it just overall? Um, I can't remember that well. It was over okay. a week ago. That's very true. So we, we can we'll do what we can. We yeah. promise nothing. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of where we came from, and that's what we got to. So do you want to? So how how are you envisaging your list working then? Because you've got there's some obvious similarities, and there's some very obvious differences yeah. between our So two my lists. my list was all about staying at range for as long as possible. So I would I wouldn't in my old previous gameplay I would always get frustrated be super aggressive, right up in their grill, which worked up until a point, but then I'd normally overextend myself and it would all fall apart. Yeah. So my my idea was to stay at range and, and, and use my advantages and my points that I've invested in front armour and extra range of my guns, the extra AT, to win long-range duels, um, at the same time putting pressure on with the Tiger. And basically, when you have a one-hit wonder, such as a front armour 9, side armour 8, top armour 2 vehicle, 
there's very little in most lists that can deal with it. So it's essentially neutralize the assets that could kill the tiger, roll the tiger in onto the objective, and win the game. Can someone grab me some toilet roll? Yeah, I mean, I know that I think you're right. I think it's maximizing. You've got to maximize that 80, was it 13? No, 80, 14. 14. 80, 14 shots, because they are going to, they're going to, it's going to have to do some heavy lifting because it's 29 points out of an 88 point list. So it's coming up for a third of your points. Yeah, but it's more just being able to ignore things. Yeah, that's true. That's what you're very true. for. I mean, even, you know, and that, that came into its own in several of the games, just being able to go, I only have to worry about one platoon. Yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because they've only um, bought one platoon of 80-12 or 80-11. The rest are all, you know, 80-10, which is a bit, you know, threatening because, like you say, it's a lot of points in one basket and it's a lot, you know, a big fulcrum of the army. But it's, it is a double-edged sword. Um, so the main thing was to sit back, use the Panzer three fours to bombard, yeah, you know, get the repeat bombardments in, um, and then uh, soften them up enough that I can then just roll forward with the tiger and, and claim the objectives, which wins doubly because not only do I win the game, but I also get an extra five bonus tiger points. See, that sounds like cheating. Tiger. That sounds like honest to god cheating because that sounds like you thought about it. Uh, how dare you? How dare you think about it and no rules? And I mean. Just because I thought about it didn't mean that's the way it worked. No, that's very true. <laughs> that's very, in, in the Flames of War Hobby Dojo. The, the best laid plans of pheasant men. <laughs> yeah. Um, what yours? Well, I kind of took the opposite approach of just how many holes can I get on the table? Because um, I was thinking that uh, there was going to be... My experience is, I guess, uh, probably playing more British than anything else. I've yeah. played some games against Americans, but I played very little against Soviets. And I was thinking, well, if I run up against the Crusader Horde or I run up against some Italians with a load of M3, uh, M1441s or something like that, you've got to have the num the volume and weight of shot. So it's not the so much the quality of the shots that matters because, yeah. you know, killing a Stuart at front armour three, you do it with a Tiger and you do it with a Panzer three, yeah. basically the same. So I was thinking, well, I'm going to struggle, I think, with maximising the number of shots I've got. And I was fine with that. I was happy with how it was panned out. What I didn't probably take into account is how difficult it is shifting dug-in infantry and guns with Firepower 4+. There were so many occasions, and uh, we'll go into this in the games, where Firepower 4+, let me down badly. And um, It's not great. It's really not. And just a bail isn't the same in. as being saved. No. No, bail is... Dramatically not as good. Um, right, so no, that was. Uh, I meant like, but you know, bailing out an armored vehicle. Yeah. Because because you failed a firepower on a penetration hit. Yeah. Is a lot better than them failing to kill a dugging gun. Yes. Absolutely that. Um, you know, and being front armor five, like you said, even things like six pounders scare me because they're eighty nine. So at short range, they you know I've got a fifty percent chance of not exploding a fiery ball at there. Yeah, but six at range with the ability to reach out and outrange those six. Uh, can I outrange six pounders? You can. They're 24. No, they're, I think they're 28 as well. They're 28 as well. Yeah. But you've got things like the... Um, that's what the Tiger did. <laughs> yeah. You've got, you've got things, you know, that I think that you can ignore. But that, that was that was kind of the premise, which I was just looking to get as many holes on the table. And the only reason I had one-up gunned uh, Panzer three at all, which is the fact I had two points left over... 
And I was like, well, I suppose I better do that. Yeah. But um, the other thing I did probably uh, not take into account was barrage. And um, I've come full circle on that. But we'll, we'll, I think it was also my lack of experience of playing blue versus blue. We, I don't like the games. Yeah. Um, that's a personal thing. I mean, they're fine games. I mean, but I just think from a, a willing suspension of disbelief, seeing Germans face Germans is not, it's not as much fun in my head. Yeah, but, that's um, true. It's not, it's, you know, that, that it's, everyone goes into the hobby for the different things. And that is one of the things that, you know, that's kind of, why are the Russians killing the Russians? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I can live with it to a certain extent. Uh, it's, it was fine, but also, the, yeah, I probably wasn't taking into account how much um, a German army messes up a German army. Yeah. Um, whereas before, you know, looking at going, the last six pounds are 89, the British don't have any high AT really. Um, Soviets have got high AT, but in limited locations and limited manoeuvrability. Yeah, that's easy um, to hit. Yeah, exactly. So, so a German, a hot German on German action is a bit different, and I, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to obviously bear that more in mind if I go, if and when I go to another tournament. I mean, it's probably when rather than if I had a good time. So yeah, that's the reason why not. And even those games where it was a little bit, um, you know, more um, psychologically, like I didn't really wasn't getting into the, the aesthetics of the game. They were yeah. still interesting and challenging from a perspective of trying to puzzle, figure out the puzzle of how to how to win. Yes. I mean, I, I didn't like figure it. out very often, but uh, spoiler. Um, but <laughs> oh, the only thing I did say, I took a command card. I took luck, uh, pure luck as well. Yeah, stupid lucky card. Not stupid. It is stupid. It's not stupid. It's got far too many applications. It does. For a point, it's got far too many applications. But that's fine. It's in the rules. No, no, it's in the rules. It's a thing. It's a thing. I'm at peace with it. It's fine. (laughs) It is, yeah. Obviously, it was just like, you know, you can re-roll one hit or firepower or something test. You can do it for anything, can't you? It's any dice. Including reserves. That's the balancing factor between me wanting to be fluffy and happy and, and play weird lists, but also going, I've got a point left. What's the best thing to spend it on? Out of all of them, that's the best one to spend it on. Yep, by miles. By country mile. So, um, what was next on the uh, agenda? Let's talk about the games. Or is it games? Is it that? Games. The the, the point of why we do the hobby, playing games. Why do we do the the hobby? Well, who? (laughs) Um, Do you want to start? Um, I would do if I could remember my first game. I, I will start then. I played a lovely chap called Gavin Booth, who was playing British, which was nice. But he was playing, uh, actually, it was quite a nice mix, I think, of stuff. He had some Crusaders with six pounders. Um, he had some, uh, he had a machine gun platoon, some uh, Crusader Command. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been two companies. I'm not 100% sure if it was one or two. But um, he had like 17, 25 pounders, which were the problem. Ooh. So they are the only things in the British Army that really scare the tiger. Um, and we were playing on a, it was actually quite a densely rivered board. Yes. Um, and I, I don't mind. I mean, I'll play anyone on anything, but that did have quite a big effect because we were playing the rivers as if they're impassable. Yeah. Which is probably a mistake, but we did it and I was happy with it because actually um, the scenario, I believe, was breakthrough. So um, I had. 60% of my force on the table, which was largely the Panzer 3s. I had my Tiger and the Armour Cars in reserve. No, the Tiger and the Commander in the reserve. 
but I had only 88 on tape because so I was like, it's British. Crusaders are fine. There's some grants, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, um, the, it was, I kept the tiger off because of the static 80, uh, 1725 banners because he had one ambush in breakthrough and that's what he put in ambush. So I was like, I'm going to get hurt by them. I need to go find them with something else that's not the tiger. Um, and then I need to work out how to kill them. Because once I kill them, there's nothing that can really hurt the tiger and the tiger just goes walkies. Yep. Um, <laughs> I rolled abysmally in my reserves. Oh no. We played five turns and um, I didn't get any reserves on because it was delayed reserves. Oh man. So I played five turns with sixty percent of my actually, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Terry didn't uh, Tony didn't turn up at all. Got no points because he was absent, presumed yeah. busy. Yeah. So um basically what happened was I got I got I was quite again saying that in my deployment, I think I had a good chance of actually breaching the line and getting through to the objective at the back if I'd have had a bit more chutzpah. Um I let myself get bogged down and um, then I got, I think Gavin rolled quite well for his reserves and then I just got swamped with Crusaders and it was just whittling me down. I was, I was basically stuck in a cornfield that I couldn't get out of um, oh. losing a pounds or a turn as six pound rounds hit me and I, I managed to kill one of the uh, 1725s and I thought, well, that's the changing uh, moment. Didn't fail a single uh, last man. Yep, just stay there. Plugging away. I don't think it did a lot of damage. It was just sitting there deterring me from doing just anything. Just a threat. Just a threat. Yeah. You know, the second you ignore it, it's going to make you pay. pay. That, that is exactly it. And um, like I said, you know, it, it wasn't actually that problematic in terms of what it was doing. It was just, it was there. Yeah. It wasn't killing lots. You know, AT-14 against front armor, even six at range. If it hits me, I explode, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was fine. Uh, I ended up losing 8-1 in that one because I just couldn't I could I actually broke before anything came on because my Panzer threes just got shredded in the end and that's pretty much all that was on the table. Yeah. Um, it was a bit um, uh, as a game it was fine. He was that game was lovely. We had a really good game. Um it was just I I, I hamstrung myself and um and then yeah nothing turned out to bail me out. That first round matchup is fairly important. What as to where you end up in terms of the well, ranking? I think just getting into the swing of a weekend of gaming. Like, yeah, I was lucky in that I got a game with my army with um, Lee on Thursday before. Yeah, and we played counterattack, which also was my first mission. Right. Okay. So I was like able to ease into it in the terms of right, we're here. You know, it's early morning, it's a long drive. We get to the venue, I put all my stuff in, we're finally set up and going. And I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know what I did last time. What worked? Hooray! Hello? Um, I, oh, sorry, I, uh, a guy called Gary, um, yeah. who had uh, just Soviet infantry. So Soviet infantry. Um, oh, was that Gary Lyon? Yes. Yeah, because I played him in the next round. Yeah, there was so much. There was. Oh, team wow. after team with arti- like three artillery units, mortars, and... All these KV. KVs, um, KV ones. Yeah. But then he chose maneuver, and I chose attack. So we ended up playing counter attack on the dice roll uh, with me as yeah. attacker, which was awesome. Um, so yeah. no reserves for me. Um, I scout. He set up in his big square of just death, of just like <laughs> getting nowhere near this objective. And I was like, well, I don't really care because there's one over in the open. Yeah. 
Um, and I basically set up my Panzer threes. I, I ignored his army, essentially. Set up my Panzer threes, waiting to shoot whatever came on from reserve. And then with my spearheading Panzer twos and Tiger, was within 16 of the objective at turn one. Just mm-hmm. one. So basically drove the Panzer twos onto the objective to stop his scout cars from getting near it. And then drove the Tiger over it. And then he kind of tried to range in with me with artillery and failed to hurt my armoured vehicles. Whilst I waited for his reserves to come up, he brought some infantry on from reserve in the back corner, which I then drove over machine gunned and scared with my Panzer twos. Then his KVs came on, but spent so long sort of scared of my Tiger and getting confused between not showing the sides to the Panzer 3s that were sat in a wood just concealed gone to ground waiting to shoot him. That um, yeah. turn six came around and he couldn't get to the objective to stop me from winning. I mean, so it was a, it was like, I mean, yeah, oh, you know, that's that's nice. My Panzer, my Panzer 4s didn't do much, but they did. They killed a couple of the gun teams. You know, they started they started to show their worth that first game. Um, the trouble was, I kept kind of, you know, having I, I didn't really pick a good place to range in on straight away. Yeah, I remember actually you coming across after the first game and were slightly surprised that you'd won. Well, because yeah, it's one of those things of just watch the turns and realise when you've got a ticking clock because someone is on an objective, drill it into your head exactly how much time you've got and exactly how far yeah. you can move and what you can and can't do to contest. Yeah, because we did this in a practice game. You can't dash to contest. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but everyone thinks, oh, I'll just dash to get over there. You can't. Also, you, you, yeah, you can blitz. Was yeah. it blitz, manoeuvre, follow me? But that involves dice, and as as we know, and you can't you can't dash within eight. Yes. So what I did is I pushed forward with my Panzer twos on that last turn, or the turn before the last turn, basically, to just kind of you know tank block in a way. Yeah. And stick my tank so that you can't dash. Past them. Past you, yep. He's got to move tactically. And you can slow people down just with units. Yeah, because it doesn't matter at that point whether your um, your unit evaporates or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, it's dead. Oh, no. So the first one was a, you know, resounding tick in the box. It didn't actually kill much. Um, I don't know if I got a tiger point at all that game. I don't, think, I I don't think you did. No, I think you got no. You got five for just. I got five for him winning because he was sat on the objective. Yes. Yeah, being a boss and just going, yeah, whatever. Yep, just like <laughs> I can turn any way I like. Yep. Uh, you want me to do what? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, it would have been a different game if the KV ones had come on first and really put the pressure on. Yeah, because they're what eighty nine. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty. Pretty bald arm. No, I mean, eighty nine. You say that they're eighty nine. The biggest ATS that he had was nine. My sidearm was eight. The yeah, they're not. Good. He needs one shot. It it does. I mean, I was thinking more about him taking apart your the rest of your Panzers to be honest, rather than the Tiger. Um, but that because there's not what they can do. The, the KB. The that that, that's why I left them in the woods and didn't shoot. So I'll be yeah. sixes, sevens if he's moving because he's overworked. Yeah. And then that'll be front armor six versus nine. So I'm still looking all right. No, uh, I can't. I can't argue with that. I mean, uh, it sounds like from you, because you, that could have been. Uh, well, we'll go into that in the next game. But I found that that matchup 
particularly tricky. All right, do you want to talk about nothing to do with the scenario? We can, yeah. Again, I played Gary, um, and it was just a butt ton of stuff. But we played uh, what scenario did we play? It was the lot one that's long ways, no retreat. No so you're retreat, playing the yeah. length of the table, oh. which I think suits him yes. more than me. Very much so. Um, but it was a really strange game. I mean, we must have played like. 15 turns or something like that. It was just crazy. Um, the uh, objective, I made a mistake tactically with this as well. Um, so I decided that I, I looked at the, the matrix in uh, the, was it the lessons from the front? Right. And I decided that his, he, obviously being an infantry company, he's most likely to just go on and defend. And I thought, well, if he defends, that's fine. But if I defend as well, then it gives me a good chance of actually having a, a, a um, scenario where he's got reserves. Um, we've got uh, potentially an ambush on my side. I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to try and defend. And that was a mistake. I did end up defending in the end. And I oh, had, uh, where you gone? Oh, you got me? Yep, try again. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I end up defending um, with reserves and looking at it and going, Oh no. So I started the game with a tiger and three armored cars on the table and four minefields. So more minefields than I had, or as many minefields as I had uh, troops. Yeah. Um, what stance did you pick, by the way? I think I'd pick defend. Yes. And that's what I said. I think I made a defense, uh, an error in saying I thought he was going to attack, or he was going to defend, and he actually, I think, put, pulled maneuver out, and yes. I wasn't expecting that. So then that's sorry, he was actually attacking me. So I, I, given my experience from the previous game, I decided to put the tiger on the table to start with and just basically have him on one objective. The other objective I mined off because it was in a, a wood. Yeah. So I put my field in front of it. The armoured cars behind the woods to contest it should anything go dramatically wrong. And then I had a terrifying experience because the first turn, is, he had a Sturmovic, didn't he? Yes. Sturmovic came in, ranged on the tiger. But all good. That's really ranged in. Lovely. Um, he hit me. I was, and you know when you start thinking, oh no, please no. Yeah. So yeah, hit me. Then I rolled a one for my armor. Oh. So it went through, and it was a firepower check to kill it, and he failed his firepower check. Like a two plus, isn't it for bombs? Uh, yep. He failed his uh, oh. firepower check. I bowed out, and I thought it's fine. It's fine. Don't panic. Don't yeah. panic. You bowed out. You bowed out. You got two plus to get back in. Rod one of my first turn. <laughs> my tiger spent the first two turns shivering in a, in a uh, heat. cold sweat. Yeah, exactly. That was absolutely terrifying because we actually had a little chat afterwards, and we basically both agreed that pretty much if the if the tiger dies turn one, that's it. I can't get everything on fast enough to stop him, and there's nothing to really contest the objective that's in the open, other than yeah. three armored cars going. <laughs> um, but it didn't. It didn't pan out like that in the end. Um, I, Terry, uh, sorry, Tony actually did. He killed eight things in that game. He killed four infantry stands, uh, two seventy-six mil guns, and two KV tanks. So he, he did a bit of. He did some heavy, heavy lifting. But that's what I found as well. He was just running around firefighting everything on his own. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely everything. Because the Panzers were coming on from reserve, and um, by the time they were on. Like Gary had like thrown his 76 mil guns like forward. They'd just been like dashing everywhere because yeah. he was like, "There's no point barraging. I'll just yep. stick them in your face. Deal with them." Well, I think I, I think like, you learned that from our game. Yeah, that was genuinely quite 
terrifying just watching these wheel guns like inexorably just come towards me. Like, the tiger wasn't scared, but yeah, the, uh, the rest of the panzers are going, oh, Jesus, if they, if they open up. Um, I got very lucky um, with some last stands as well. Basically, they kept me in the game for longer than it should. And um, yeah, I just there, there was a couple of highlights where I had like things like um, a Panzer three uh, blitzed and then moved around the gun shields of a unit of seventy six yeah. mil guns and then machine gun them all. Um, I think I killed three out of the four guns and the last one ran away. Um, but it was it was so I just couldn't kill his stuff fast enough. And the, the problem I had as well, I don't know if you found this in any of your games, Eddie, was I because I had no objectives. I was defending. Yeah, I couldn't win. Was the mentality I had because I the only way I can beat him in that game is to break him. I can't take an objective to win. I have to hold the well, two that can, are on the table. You can take an objective by clearing it. No, no, but there's none. There, there, I have no objectives on the table. He had two objectives. That was it. Yes, but if you start your turn six onwards without any enemy teams within, yeah, was it within your table half? Oh, is it? Oh, right. Ouch. Yeah, so my table half, I had to stop him getting into by on turn six. Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> no, do not do that. That is do a not do bad, that. bad error. But that was basically what we got down to. Was it? And it went to time and we both drew. And it was a three, three all oh, draw, I think, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Because he couldn't um, quite force the issue enough. He'd taken enough of a pounding where he couldn't um, realistically, the Tiger was just bullying him. Yeah. Um, but I was on the bro- the verge of breaking with my Panzer III, so I had to be extremely careful with my Panzer III. Yeah, it's always nervous. Yeah, and then I was just grinding. Like I nearly got to the point where I ground his infantry off. It became very, very close, but I just it took three, whatever well, the rounds were, two and a half hours, two and three quarter hours, Yeah. to get to the stage where the hero drop over was creaking. I mean, they took such a battering. It was, it, I, was I, I was actually really amazed that... Um, they were, you know, just running around the open, just going, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We're going over here now. He crossed the minefield with them, which again was, I was like, oh, no, they're, not, they're never going to try that. Just threw bodies onto a minefield <laughs> to remove it. And then once he'd removed it, the KVs could just trundle through. I mean, it's entirely the right play. I should have seen it, but I just thought, ah, oh, they're never going to do that with Soviets. They'll never, they'll never try. But you basically keep trying until the, um, the minefield goes or you run out of troops to sling across it, right? So, yeah, it was it was it was an education. It was a really good game, but it was really hard work. I mean, I felt exhausted after playing it just because it was so intense. Yeah. Like from good, turn one, I was having to think about every single turn I had, and then also just with the um, the way that the stroke comes at you, I just yeah, it was yeah. really really thought intensive. Um, Gaming, but it was it was fun. I've never played Strap before, and that was a real eye opener to me. They they are intense. There's a lot to choose through. Oh god, so much. I mean, it's just that everything's in almost in formation as well. Yep. So like, they got a huge mortar battery that sits at the back, and you're like, oh, that's fine. They can sit there. They're not doing anything. Can't hurt me. Not going to worry about them. Oh, they're part of your formation. Oh, good. All oh, right. So I've got to kill everything apart from them. <laughs> right okay but that that's that's you know that's what they do they just and that's the thing they were just throwing men at me and i couldn't going back to the thing where we we're talking before about how many shots you have just didn't have enough shots to 
to just even machine gun this stuff. It's just horrific. The uh, you know, it is, and it was the first time I experienced that firsthand, and it is. It's definitely got a psychological effect all of its own. <laughs> well, you're going to hit one too. It's me or whatever. So my second game uh, was versus uh, the um, Graham Clacker. Yep. Um, who ironically had Mike Clacker's two names. Quite funny. He <laughs> <laughs> um, had... German armored cars, Luftwaffe field, and light Italian light tank companies. Um, Luftwaffe. Yes, uh, we've captured twenty-five pounders. He had Dianas. He had um, some six-pounders. So, what was the core formation? The, the armored cars, right? The, the, the primary formation. Um, guessing. I think it's a good split. Okay. Half and half. I can't remember which one was the. Because you can only take the support from one, can't you? Uh, I was just thinking where the 25s. Yeah, you didn't have any Italian support. You had German support. Yeah, so that must be the German. Okay, that makes sense. So I think it was cool. the field division from the main. So it was infantry. Okay. Um, but in this game, he had two objectives that I was attacking into. Uh, yeah. It was fighting withdrawal. Ooh. So he. Oh, was, that's why we have to take units off, isn't it? Yeah. So he was doing a lot of that. Um, yeah, you know, he, that's why half his armoured cars disappeared. Because he was just taking them off because they couldn't hurt me. Um, yeah. In that game, the, the Panzer Fours came into their own. I mean, they were repeat bombarding and taking off four or five stands a turn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, I mean, once I killed uh, the Tiger, went forward to to take out everything focused on those diamonds. Yeah, they're horrible. Um, I think the um, Panzer Fours actually took one off in bombardment as well, spotting from the. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah. The pan. The, he had a load of stuff in the fields. Right. He, instead of trying to hit them, he just shot because their armor zero. I think they are. They're armor zero top versus, and side versus two. So I was like, well, if I bail them, then that's giving me options. And I actually made that's the thing with the Panzer IV in bombardment, spotting from the uh, company one I see formation commander. It's the right. Outside of it's hundred percent the right call though, because if you range, even if you range in, it makes them think, "Well, I can't just leave them there." Yeah, because they're just going to get dumped on every turn, and and you know, um, fishing for ones is a thing. Like it's definitely a thing. Just going right, roll some dice. Yeah, especially when it's like that, where you've got very little um, chance of hitting them directly. I think that's a brilliant play, to be honest. Yeah, so I I did that, and then there were, obviously he's you're hitting him. Even if they just stay gone to ground. Um, What's this? The armor cars or the diners? Well, anything that's under the template, both. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, and I basically kept enough mobility that I put pressure on both objectives, so we couldn't withdraw unevenly. Um, and then I was worried about the direct fire, the the, uh, the twenty-five pounders, but I managed to kind of neutralize them over a couple of turns, and I decided to go all in on one objective, mm -hmm. um, which had six pounders in escort, and with some pressure. Um, and some crazy assaulting. Um, I managed to clear it off, I think. Jesus. I managed to clear it off. I can't remember if I won or lost that game. I think you won because it... I think I won. I won the first two. Mm -hmm. um, I think I managed to win it just by kind of picking bits and pieces off. Um, yeah. Yeah, because the third, I. Yep. And then the fourth. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. I managed to win that one. 
Um, but it's the same thing. It's just uh, it's just kind of looking. I got a bit lucky. Got some good dice rolls. Um, and some bad ones. And it's just the way it is. And eventually, I managed to to whittle enough down. Did you lose much in that game? Because there's not a lot that's threatening even your pansies, is there? I suppose apart from the high AT well, and the and things. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, right at the very end, I got the break. I, I killed because he left his armoured car somewhere that I could shoot it. Right, okay. After the game, we realised that he could have actually tried to bounce some shots off. Um, oh, because of the range? But yeah, because of the range, you could have bounced some shots. And I, I, I lost track of my ticking timer, and I should have assaulted a turn earlier, or at least got right. in addition to assault a turn earlier. Um, so okay. I should kind of scrape that win. Rather. Okay. And looking back, actually, if I'd... If I'd set the 25 pounders and really pummeled one of the objectives, it would have made a big difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just, you know, because I had enough pinning one, if I'd ignored it and used the artillery on the other one, yeah, might, I kind of ended up flip flopping between the two with the artillery. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. But in reality, I should have just left the marker there and just done repeats, repeats, repeats until yeah. anything under the template had even moved or died. Yeah. And that would have been just a lot better crush it with uh, consistent five now. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it was kind of like I was trying to trying to hope I got a really good roll of one turn to then show me which way I needed to commit everything to. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes you're like looking at it going, well, okay, I've got a couple of hits through, but they made their save, so maybe I'll just keep it there. Or, yeah. oh no, I think I'll, I'll need some help on this side. And you end up rearranging in and it just takes that extra turn. Yeah. Which... Yeah, you don't really have. Uh, but then that was that was another eight one in the end because I managed to. I think I lost my pans twos. No, nope, there was one left. We did a lone assault into the face of some six pounders to try and. Oh my god! Yeah, brave iron cross posture. Oh, into the side, <laughs> into the side arc. Oh, I was going to say, geez. yeah, from the front, drilled. Yeah, not from the front, no. But no, no. He's from the side. Um, yeah, that's lovely. You can get get any tank guns like that. Oh, oh. so much easier now as well with the fact that you can get any part of your tank into the side arc they can't shoot you yep I mean you still got a reasonably good positioning but yeah you're right it's, it's not like it used to be where you had to be behind their flank to start with yes um, and that was always a bit problematic well, so that so that a little recap two games two wins for Eddie Terry the Tiger not as good as Tony the Tiger Nope, he wasn't. He was falling behind there because even though he was threatening stuff, he wasn't actually removing teams. Correct. Yeah. Veterans concealed, guns ground, two dice, just not going to work. No. no. He was. He well, he won you that first game, but in the second game, I don't think he killed an awful lot. No, he didn't. I don't think he scored any points. I don't think he killed anything. But um, yeah, he, it's just the, the psychological factor of the tiger being there probably is is oh, and, and where it helps a lot of stuff. Machine gunning stuff. Well, just sitting in the middle of the board with 40 inches of vision. Oh, that's what you mean, yeah. Just like anything controlling that controls, any of your armor stuff tries to move between one objective to the other one, I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. You know, it's just, hit it, I'm turning you inside out, so. Oh, good Lord, yeah, yeah. If you if you hit him on the armor like Italian tanks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in 1441, leaping 200 feet in the air <laughs> and then uh, spreading itself it over really, about. I think it would just seem yeah. to exist, wouldn't it? It would just disappear in a puff of smoke. Yeah. 
So how did you feel about that with the in terms of the the, the quantity of firepower there? Because there's there's a lot of stuff there, right? There's a lot of armor cars, medium stuff. For that game, for that mission though, a lot of it really reach out and touch me and hurt me. Yeah, okay. And like I said, I killed things. He had Marder, that was it. He had Marder threes in um, ambush. Right, yep. Popped those quite late because the tiger was concealed at that range. That yeah, it does make a difference. Five sixes with a f- armor save of or front of a ten at range. It all yeah. up to, and then once they came out, I've got my artillery to threaten them. I've got the Panzer threes that can kind of move over and pile on some direct fire. It all I kind of kept my distance enough, and then kind of moved in once it kind of popped those um, Panzers. And, and then there was yeah. it did muff up a little bit the rules at the end. Um. Yeah, but so you're you're actually seeing your your patient game plan paid off in that particular game. Yes, yeah, I really had to, and a couple of times I nearly caught myself being too reckless and kind of getting bored and frustrated. Like, nope, I've got turns, I can do it. Then I then I nearly went the other way and ran out of time, but I managed to kind of push in and and get a lucky couple of dice rolls to finish the game. Okay. Okay. Um. So that's yeah. End of game. Game two. That was game Game three. Yeah, uh, game three for me was versus Jersey James, and his lunatic Churchills free for all with lunatic Churchills, Mad Tank Churchills, Shermans, and some recce cars and um, hurricanes. Hurricanes, yeah, they weren't kitty hills, were they? Did you know if you are a tank in short terrain, such as a cornfield, you don't get concealment from aircraft? Do, do you know what I didn't, but I do now. Yeah, my, my formation commander also knows that now. Well, Is that because he got riddled out by cannon shells in turn one? Yeah, no, I, 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 that's come up a couple of times. I actually pulled that on someone uh, about short terrain and hills. Yeah, and it's not. It's one of those things I think that is very easily forgotten. And I think, for I think me, for, for, me for aircraft, it makes sense because yeah, you're that high, you can see a tank in a cornfield actually stands out a lot more than if it was an open ground. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I just I was I he was trying to use him as a cheeky observer for my Panzer threes, and um, yeah. off your barrels. Yeah, yeah. My, my Panzer threes were behind a wood. They were going to barrage in and kill some wrecking cars or whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, they just the hurricane swooped in and killed him. And at that point, everything drove into the woods <laughs> and hid. And then we yeah. A game of kind of cat and mouse between his wrecking car, his um, universal carriers putting pressure on the objectives and my tanks shooting them. Um, whilst my tiger just went balls out and drove up the middle. Yeah, um, I remember it being quite quite close though because I think my game finished reasonably quickly. So I think I saw a bit of this. It was I, quite close. Yeah, it was very close because I managed to vaporize some. Terry killed a couple of the tanks. Yeah. Um, so you got a couple of Shermans with some blitz and tactical moving and turned them inside out. Killed one platoon. Um, yeah. But unfortunately. He managed to get, uh, you know, I was pushing up and putting pressure on, um, but he managed to get an 80-10 side shot, which hit. Um, uh, this is at range. Yeah. I rolled a one, pulled out my pure luck card, but then got a second one. So I got snake eyes for second. No. Uh, then he made his firepower, and then I lost my 80-14. So his four Churchills were pretty 
immune to the rest of my army. Yeah, because even your long barrel Panzer threes aren't yeah. doing a lot from the front, are they? Uh, no. So it's a good say, yeah, and he's got AT ten in return versus my front armor six. That's not a fun game. No nope. veteran. Um, but the, the crazy thing of that was the Mad Tanks card, which allows you to, um, I think, blitz, tactical, follow me, and then assault. Blitz, follow Sorry. me. But no, it's 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 a it's a card for the Brits. It's a lot right. of points, but it allows you to um, tactical and then follow me, automatically passing um, bog checks. What? Auto, yeah, auto pass terrain checks. Then you can shoot. Then you can assault. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So these that's, that's just... drive through things and be like, "Hi, daka daka daka, run you over." But they're not fast, right? They're, they're slow tanks. They only move eight. They only move eight, but that means they can move eight. Then follow me four. Jeez. Okay. Then assault. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. And they auto pass the train check during the follow me me. Right. Yeah, that's really good because that means that they're essentially they're getting the benefit of across here as well as the. Yeah. You know, one that's a lot of points. I can I can see that. Yikes. Yeah, that gives them quite a lot of maneuverability. Normally, I'd say they're, they're slow and a bit ponderous, and yeah, they're sprinting all over the place. Then and that affects presumably all Churchills, right, in the formation. Uh, it's one platoon. Oh, it's only one. Oh, okay. One platoon. Yeah. Mm, okay. But he only had one platoon with a HQ. What's his other platoon then? Valentine's? Uh, Sherman's. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. The three Shermans, three Churchills, a HQ Churchill, and then six recce universal carriers and... Um... Oh, Jersey. Oh, Jersey. Well, it was inspired by me playing with all my Churchills at the other game. Uh, oh, that's all right. And yeah, it was a great game, but he, he was like, oh, you know, he got to the point where I'd lost quite a lot and a lot of stuff was on last stands. Um, but he was like, oh, you know, give in. I was like, no, because I've got a chance. Like, there's ways that I can get round and mm -hmm. if, uh, the long shot, but don't give in to the end kind of thing. Terry doesn't go down until Terry goes down. No, well, he went down first. That's the problem. That's what I mean. Um, oh. But I was hoping to get... Um, so I couldn't kill his Churchills. Yeah, that front armor nine. It, there's a, definitely a break point around nine, and it being much much better than eight. Yeah, I think there's a break point around six, and there's another one around nine. And if you can get to those two sort of um, linchpins, if you like, it just makes life miserable. I managed just puts... to claw some platoons back. Yeah. So it wasn't a super big loss. Was it like a what seven two or? Six no, three type I think, thing. I think it's a six three type affair. Oh, that's fine. Well, that's as good as it's going to get, really, isn't it? At that point. Yeah, because I killed I killed his Shermans and his two platoons, Universal Carriers. Yeah, yeah, the Carriers. Now you got bully them a bit, haven't you? In that list, because I imagine they're core, aren't they? They'll just sit there on an objective, threatening, yep. and then you get one unlucky bog or one bail from something else, and then you know. Yeah, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a sad story actually in this round three because my my tiger also bit the dust oh, for no. the first time. Yeah, 
poor Tony. He went from being great to being, well, no, actually, no, he didn't. He survived this. I tell a lie. No, so game, game three, three yeah. not game three. Yeah. Game three was actually, for me, it was against War Soviets, which um, this was a different challenge altogether. This was Shirley King's list. Oh, Shirley. Love you, Shirley. Hi. Yeah. You and Rex are awesome. You, yeah. <laughs> just a yeah. great player. Yeah, it was, she's very methodical. I love it. She lays out yeah. all her dice and knows exactly what's going on. Basically, this game boiled down to me not being able to kill Valentine's fast enough. Yes. It's broadly the theme of, of that game. I mean, that's not, that's not a real way to sugarcoat it. It's just, I, I could have won if there was one platoon of six Valentines that just would have just died or gone away yeah. or done something else. Um, I, I managed to get across the board. It was, oh, sorry, was it? Oh, look. It was a free-for-all. So it's fine for me as well, you know. Good, good. I think I chose to attack this time, having learnt my uh, my lesson in the last game. Um, I went screaming over on the right hand side to uh, put some pressure on. So there's Tony, the commander with the Panzer, um, the long Panzer three on one side, and a platoon of Panzer threes, um, and then some armored cars. And then on the left hand side was uh, another couple of platoons. Uh, sorry, no, one platoon of Panzer threes, and then there's a Panzer three platoon in the center. And, um, yeah, put some pressure on the right-hand objective. I just could not get the Valentines to die. Um, Tony was popping things. I think he killed two KVs, two T-34s and a Valentine in this game. Yeah. So he really did. You know, he did some lifting. He did some lifting. But the, the problem was he was the only thing that was killing Valentines. <laughs> my, my front arm, you know, even at... I got to the point where I was sat on the objective with this platoon of three pans. Well, it was four to start with, but it got wheeled down to three yeah. pans of threes, shooting into the side armor of Valentines and just watching them cackle wildly at me. <laughs> just like, yeah, whatever. That's cute. Oh, unless you're in your little 88 gun. Oh. <laughs> and I got down to, I think I got it down to two Valentines, and that was, you know, the Tiger had killed one at range. Then the Panzer Four Commander had killed a uh, Panzer Three Commander, sorry, had killed another couple. Yeah. And there was like two left. And they just would not run off, would not like one just sat on the objective, bailed with the commander going, Yeah, what? What? What are you gonna do? And the answer for me was apologize politely. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. We've made a mistake. Please stop hurting us. Because the, the, the weird thing is, even the, it was almost a bit like a, a kind of a handbag fight there, because they're only two pounders, right? Yeah. So they're only 87. Yeah, they're not a lot. And so my front arm was fine. So he was fine with me. Uh, sorry, Shirley was fine with me. Dong, not a lot happened. I fly back. Dong. Dong. But the problem was that eventually um, I rolled a one or I think the T-34s yeah. come and help at one point and, you know, just stuff happened where I've only got three tanks in a platoon. Yeah. And I got down to the stage where there was one guy left. And it's just like, mm. oh, and the bloody BA-10s. I hate those things. I hate BA tens. Yeah. Yes. Front. Uh, they're eighty-seven. Yeah, the rover worked, but it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna hide here. She hidden around the corner from me. Couldn't see him. Come scoot around. Got one of my tanks in the bum. Bailed it out, and I was like, oh no, here we go. So there's something to deal with it because you can't just let them, you know, sit there and fire at you because they're yeah. So. And then on the other side, the KVs and the other platoon of Valentines just sort of ground towards the objective. They, they really didn't sprint forward. They kind of just 
you know, almost under a weight of fire advance as well. And um, I just couldn't stop the KVs. Okay. Um, but the Valentine's just, Valentine's, man, you need to deal with it. Like front and side armor six. You just got to have a weight to it. And one tiger was not enough. This is where I was yeah. cursing you and going, oh, I wish I had Eddie's. 89s. Yeah. yeah. Because at the least difference. it gives me a chance. Like, it just gives you a chance. At range, well, Charlie rolls a one, I can bail on a four plus. And the Soviets, they go, yeah, okay. That's, Fearless. Um, yeah. Even if they don't get in, it doesn't matter. Like, it's one tank. It's also the threat as well. So, it, yeah. The fact that they'll sit there and go, oh, there's a third chance I could die. I'm not going to risk my side. I'm going to have to do something else. Yeah, it was it was unpleasant. Uh, it, no, it's a lovely game. I mean, Shirley's great to play, but it was just, it, it taught me the lesson that you need some way of dealing with that front armor six. You know, and high side armor that that just is high armor. efficient. Yeah, yeah, high armor in general. But I think that six is a specific. I think it's a number. But the Valentines only have one machine gun each, don't they? Uh, they've, yeah, they've only got three machine gun shots. Yeah. Yeah, but there's still like eight of them in a platoon. That's still a lot of machine gun shots, Eddie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and actually, what was quite funny, actually. Uh, Charlie <laughs> also realised that um, the, the Valentines were creaking. So uh, again, the mortar platoon that's integral to the formation decided to get out of its lovely slit trenches that it dug and wander over towards the objective. And I had a choice of shooting the Valentines that were on the objective or shooting some mortars in the open. Uh, I was like, well, oh, yeah. oh. So uh, I lost seven two in that one. Oh, um, it was a bit. It was a bit of hard work. I mean, I think. I didn't set myself off on the best. Well, I, I gave it the best shot I could, but I just couldn't. I couldn't get that one platoon to break. But I needed it to. Yeah. And then when it did, it was like one turn too late. So, yeah. so that was my third loss. So I lost every game on on day one. <sighs> Dude. I know. I know what a pasting. What a pasting. Um. Yeah. None of them were awful games. It was just I think there was a few errors and. Things I, I definitely learned, but um, yeah, took a bit of a shellacking. Yeah, my uh, my Sunday started off pretty well. Did you ever miss him, Graham uh, Wilmont? Yeah, was a fantastic player of great renown with his uh, Soviet hero rifles playing. Uh, I think it's no retreat or hold the line, one of the two. A lengthways one on a board where you had four minefields. Oh. Everything that wasn't minefield was an impassable hill oh. or a building full of infantry that I can't sort. Oh, and there we have it. Yeah. So despite trying some splendid, heroic Panzer II charges through minefields and actually making quite a lot of three-plus skill checks in a row kind of force the change, um, I couldn't, I just couldn't break it. And I didn't get a platoon, um, so it was a it was a hard fought game, but just not enough to push through when you've got a skill player plus terrain plus mission going against you. It's just it's just one of those things. Yeah, just one of those things. Um, but it's a thing that maybe at higher points, the next thing to add would be a platoon of infantry. Do you think? Yeah, just just something to be able to assault buildings. Mm, or clear minefields. Yeah. Or take the skill check to clear a minefield. 
Yeah, I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. You know, if you haven't got mind flails. Yeah, because you can't clear them. You can drive through them, right? But you can't remove them. Yeah, you can drive through, but then it's a test for every single tank. Yeah. And you only need to lose a couple, and then you're out of command, and all goes a bit horribly wrong when... So you're saying this is less than ideal? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Yeah, that, that sounds like a tricky one for you, to be honest. I think the short table edge doesn't help. Yeah, and, and the terrain was just horrendous. You know, I was repeat bombarding everywhere, moving things backwards and forwards, and just trying... Panzer fours were working hard, but they just didn't get enough of a... Because you still get the three-up save, even with a re-roll. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you sit there and you save, 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 and, you know, and then a four-up firepower for everything that's in buildings. Um, I tried my best to find gaps and exploit the... I did kill, but not being able really hurts. Yeah, well, my mate Luke found that as well, that they can do things like they can block off areas for you to actually advance through. Yeah. And stuff like that, which is just really problematic as well. Yeah, well, it's just like real life. If you've got unsupported tanks, they're not going to go rolling between two buildings. No, no, I've got no problem with the roll. It's just it's, it, until it, it's one of those things that until you experience it, I think, yeah. on on in a game, you don't quite take into account how crippling it can be to try and drive the long way around something. Yes, definitely. If it was um, around, indeed, that's the problem. It was around. There was no way around. <laughs> exactly. In that scenario, you are screwed. Um, the thing that Graham did try to say, and what I really should have paid attention to, would have been for the point of, but it didn't didn't feel right for the point of the weekend was just to focus on killing one platoon or two platoons rather, just to get something, just to get the point. Yeah, but I don't like, I don't like that. I play for the winner, not at all. Well, yeah, I get that. I get what you're saying. I mean, it's better to lose six three than it is to lose eight one in the grand scheme. But I'd rather win bloodily. <laughs> You, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You, rather than, rather try than my best going, to win, oh, I'm going to lose this. For a yeah. good loss. That's not your style, is it, Eddie? That's well, exactly. That's the thing at the end of the day. It's just not the way I, not why I go to games. It's not where you roll. It's not where you re-roll. roll. The dice tower. The, dice, the massive dice tower. It it works. Uh, the, okay, so the reason I had the dice tower you know, is basically there is never any... It, it mitigates a lot of the cocked dice slash... Did you roll it? Didn't you roll it? Stuff. Yeah. You know. And it always sits flat, right? Doesn't it? Sorry. Pretty much. It always, almost always, all sits flat, right? In the in the little tray thing. Yeah, yeah. It always sits flat. Yeah. The only time is sometimes. Yeah, very like one once a tournament. I have one dice that kind of perches up against the edge of the dice tray. Yeah. Um, or sometimes gets stuck inside the dice tower frequently, which is quite funny. Yeah. Uh, dice now where's my oh it's in <laughs> you're trying to I think you've got you know chairs in dice towers uh no I used to <laughs> by E-Raptor who are a Polish company very good quality dice towers um there are other brands <laughs> it's not the BBC I don't I think we're allowed to have a biased opinion um but so going into round four yes Sunday Terry Terry had six points Tony had 13 points. Round four was important, therefore, because it could be the win, be all and end all. Uh, as I described to him on the morning, the German dream, Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Uh, he was he was doing well at this point. Um, and then I came across a lovely painted, I mean, it really was gorgeous, um, 
Alex Trenchard, I think is how you pronounce his surname. Okay. Um, but it was a, this is when I hit the blue on blue, and it really made me quite sad. Um, not because it wasn't a good game, but because um, Marders exist and uh, 88s exist and stuff that is, you know, pervasively better at yeah. killing tigers than, than his traditional opponents. Yeah. Um, I had a little chat with Alex. He, he had some really interesting ideas. He, the way his army was constructed was really clever. So he had a uh, Panzer Grenadier company from... Um, Iron Cross. Iron Cross. At the moment there, I was going to say Ghost Panzers, but that's, that's just a lie. Um, and he, he basically worked out exactly how he was going to play each game almost. So he had exactly 36 points in, in reserve in the, okay. the form of uh, five Panzer threes. Yeah. He had one short, one, one short 50, one short 75, yeah. two uh, up arm, uh, two long uh, five centimetres, yeah. and then one up arm with five centimetres, I think was how it broke down. So it came to exactly 30, 36 points. So he had one unit in reserve, which nice. is nice. Also, that unit then can do the jumbos lead the way stuff. Yeah, it's got a, a five. It's got quite you know a five power three asset. It's got you know it's got like a whole mixed bag of tools to deal with stuff. Yeah, which was really I thought it was really you know it obviously thought about that quite a lot. Um, and the other thing he had was the Panzergrenadiers. When he was laying it down, he was like, I know exactly what my first drops are going to be. I'm going to defend. One Panzergrenadier goes on each objective. Um, but the mortars go down between them generally. Yeah. Um, the tanks go in reserve. The 88 goes where I've got a good field of fire, and then it's up. And then, you know, generally speaking, then I have to start thinking. I was like, mm, yeah, that's pretty good because I'd run out of deployments by the time that his marders went down. Yeah. So by the time he's having to think, it's everything else is facing is on the board. Yeah, and it was, and, it, and it's quick deployment because it was we played, um, we played encounter. So it's you yes. deploy, I deploy. Oh, okay, yeah. And so I was sitting there thinking, right, where do I put my that's Panzer threes. I'm gonna to have to put behind this wood, so they're not in any kind of visible line of sight for anything. Yeah. Um, and then he was just like, "These go here." And then it was back to me going, "Oh no, right? What do I do with the next platoon?" I didn't even got a chance to think about what was, you know. Yeah. It was just because he knew exactly how his army functioned. It was very robotics, not the right word, so that makes it sound like it's uh, a bad thing. But it was kind of boom, 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 well, and yeah, then it's just drilled. It was really well drilled, and we yeah, talked a bit about it and yeah, stuff afterwards. Yeah, the whole point of military drills is that you don't have to think about when it when you're having to think about other things. You don't have to think about the basics. The basics are that goes there, that goes there, that goes there. Everything else I can deal with as and when. Exactly, and it put pressure on me when I was deploying. So I ended up deploying a lot of my stuff out of line of sight because um, I couldn't work out where the marders were going to go. Yeah. Um, you know, the eighty-eight went down early, and I knew I knew that um, the tiger was going to have to deal with that because there's no real way. That I could reliably, you know, Panzer threes aren't going to do anything to it. Yeah. It's um, really worse than deploying a unit and then realizing that you've put it in completely the wrong place. A split yep. later. <laughs> yeah. So actually, uh, in the it, the Tiger only killed one unit in this game. Uh, Tony only killed the eighty-eight. So we had a little eighty-eight duel off. So I was doing the terrifying thing of blitz, fire twice, shoot and scoop, which is <sighs> it's nice if it comes off, and it did twice. Fortunately, but I was it was one of those things where it's like this is the only sensible way to do this and it's gonna go wrong at some point. Yeah. And actually the first turn I tried to blitz and I failed and I decided to actually leave the tiger behind the hill rather than move it up and take one shot. Because I was like, there's no there's no point. It's gonna take one shot plus one. The uh, you know, 88's gone to ground. Uh no. Yeah. No. 
not it's not going to happen. Just it's better to leave it, you know, as a, as something rather than have it destroyed or the chance of it being destroyed. So he actually dealt with the eighty eight in the end by himself, which was fine. Uh, unfortunately, in dealing with the eighty eight, he left uh, the chance of the Marders blitzing through a wood. Um, or out of the wood, sorry, and then hitting him in the side behind a building, which they did. So I think actually um, Terry got a bit uh, unlucky, uh, sorry, Alex got a bit unlucky um, in that I think two of them or three of them failed the blitz, but then he just moved them. So they didn't fail the blitz, sorry, they they passed the blitz order, but they failed to get out of the wood. So they they got... Proud their cross-check. Yeah, exactly. So I think he only had five shots, and I think he hit him twice in the flank. Uh, and then Terry, Terry Tate uh, took the lead because Tony exploded oh. in a great big ball of death. Um, and unfortunately, at that point, it was just the martyrs, the martyrs I couldn't kill. I didn't have any way to, to reach out and deal with the martyrs at all. And um, yeah. the 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 T um, for the um, Panzer threes came on from reserve for Alex and, and drove onto the objective. And then I was firefighting from that point and in the end I think I I think I can't remember if I broke or whether he took the objective but one of those two things happened with the Panzer threes and um it just went back down to again I was firing short Panzer threes at um other Panzers hitting twice and uh he was moving one of them across the apartment yeah bouncing that off and then taking another hit I think I killed I think I killed one of the short because again if it was a really high AT one it was just like well I'll just bounce it onto the short uh, five centimeters, and that one can die first. Yeah. So, and again, four plus uh, to hit is probably your best armor as a German. You know, you're only getting hit half the time at best. Um, yeah, veterans' armor all of itself. It, exactly. So I struggled a bit on that one, and I think it was purely that um, Alex was so disciplined and, like I said, drilled. But I mean, it was quite nice to look on the other side of the table because it was um, it was. The reason it was so pretty, I think, was because it was the whitewashed army. Yes. So he done like the grey, um, whitewashed panzers. Um, all the German grenadiers had got blue gloves on, and nice. you know, whitewashed helmets. It was. It just looked looked the business. I haven't played a winter army in a very long time, and it looked really, really cool. They put snow on all the bases, apart from I think there was one platoon where he hadn't quite got around to putting the snow on the base, but they still didn't look out of place at all. Yeah. He was just, he was, in fact, he had to point out the fact that I had snow snow on them. I was like, oh. <laughs> but um, it was, it was a real pleasure. And if there was a painted or best painted domination, I think you would have definitely got mine. Definitely. Because yeah. I just looked at it and it was just, yeah, cohesive, really nice looking. It was a pleasure to play against actually from a hobby perspective. But um, from a game perspective, it kicked me right in the nuts. So, <laughs> um, that was my game for Need, need some bombardment, anything to, to yeah. big platoons dug in. Yeah, I, I need yeah something. I mean, or guns. I mean that you sit there and go right. Well, I can bombard your you know eighty eight, which now is a four up save. You're rerun yeah. it because it's a repeat bombardment, and I've got a four up firepower. Thanks for playing. Yeah, instead of trying to deal with it direct. And again, the infantry. I don't. I think I, I don't think I killed a stand of infantry. Yeah. In the entire game because they they just didn't fire. Just sat in their fox. I was yeah. gone to ground. That's all they have to do. And again, it was just back to that. It wasn't even a passive thing. He was playing really quickly and aggressively when he needed to, but he was just like, there's no point with these. Um, they're fine. Let's move on. Yeah. So, um, so my, that was my turn for. On the Sunday, was versus uh, Philip Power with his German armor car, 
and German armored cars. <laughs> All the German armored cars. All the German armored cars. I think he has something like 15 platoons of German armored cars. My God. Um, what, 222 armored cars? Is that the, the light ones? Or do you mean two and mix. some of the bigger? Yeah. He had a mix of 222s. Two, 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 he had a mix wow. of pads. He had three Marders. Uh, he had a platoon of infantry. He had a, pa a, a platoon of the Pack 40 guns, but on the heavy trail. Jeez. Um, and he had a Tiger. Ooh. I rolled attack, in counter-attack. Um, and he set up, he put in reserve, he put a load of armoured cars, his infantry and his anti-tank guns. Um, so he had some armoured cars on the board and he had his Tiger on the board. But he set up his Tiger behind an alcove of um, woods. It was like a tree line, wasn't it? Rather tree than line, a, Yeah, an L-shaped tree line. He said, we're going to run as an L-shaped wood so you can't see through it. But it provides concealment if you're in it. Um, and I set up Terry on the road. <sighs> Uh, and Terry went a little bit Michael Whitman. <laughs> he did. He went. He channeled his inner Whitman. He channeled his inner Whitman, and first turn one, blitzed four inches down the road, tactical moved, passed a cross check to get into the woods, and uh, <laughs> was one shot into the bum of the tiger, which originally missed, uh, but then I used pure luck to re-roll. <laughs> oh damn you, pure luck! Got the hit. And toasted a tiger turn one. And how did that make you feel, Eddie? Um, glorious. <laughs> it was it was a case of you know, I saw I saw an opportunity and I went for it with everything. And it, it wasn't just Terry because also the he had three pounds of the pounds of three platoon went with him as well, and ended up actually not having a target because they were sat only to kill the tiger. You know, side shots at the Tiger wouldn't have been great, but it was three side shots at not late. Yeah. You know. Um, but they weren't needed in the end. Terry did it all himself. Uh, and then he popped his pat he popped his Marder, which killed two of my up armoured panzers. Um and over Was that from Ambush? Yeah, it was from Ambush. I used the Panzer twos which spearheaded. Oh, I didn't spear I didn't spearhead, sorry. They dashed round the sides and I was basically blocking off his ambushing positions with the Panzer twos. So they were actually scouting in a way because yeah. they, they were sitting in cornfields to stop the Marders from popping in the flanks. Yeah. Um, the Marders toasted two Panzer twos, uh, leaving one of them left, but luckily he was within command range of my HQ and stayed that way for the rest of the game. Never never went outside of command range. Um, yeah, the three plus with a yeah. Yeah, it took took me took me two turns to clear the Marders. And once I did that, the only thing that could kill the Tigers was the heavy guns in reserve. Yeah. Um so I drove the Tiger onto the objective. Uh and then spent probably about twenty turns trying to kill Scout cars whilst he tried to kill my Panzer twos to get a platoon. Um or yeah. get, you know, or wait for my Panzer three to run away. And over twenty odd turns, my Panzer three didn't run away. Threw up with the reroll, stayed on the board, um, and it, it was just demoralising. Because at one point, it looked like we we're going to time out, and it was just yeah. Ugh. Um, and Phil, Phil is kind of a, a, the other end of the gaming spectrum to me in terms of he's there to play the rule set the best it can. Yeah, 
So regardless of aesthetic, you know, I had my tiger sat in the objective in a cornfield and he would move his scout cars to be touching the tiger, the far side of the tiger, to block shots from the rest of my army. Oh my god, okay. So you yeah, I knew you were so struggling to kill my tanker's cover. Yeah. Because his his cars can move. They are veterans, concealed, gone to ground because they've got scout. They hit on sixes. Yeah. You know. It's not like you can do it at that point, unfortunately. No, no, there isn't. Um, but eventually my Panzer fours became the winners because they then drove... Once I kind of whittled down enough and pinned him down that he wasn't going to... I killed the 85. It was the, it was the eight, anti-tank five um, eight rads that worried me. Mm -hmm. The side armor three. Yeah. They could actually yeah. get a second platoon and if my Panzer twos evaporated, I could get a platoon break. Yeah, so they're only two centimeter guns, aren't they? So they're only eighty-five, I think, five up, yeah. five out. But it's enough to it's enough. Yeah, it'd be annoying. Mm. Um, so I drove the Panzer three fours went for the other objective, and then for a combination of by that point everything had come on through a combination mm -hmm. of barraging because I was in line of sight for the aiming point of the barrage, so I ranged in. Basically, there was a town in the middle of the board. And he had his guns set up and defilade, waiting for me to drive down the road towards his objective. Um, so I just ranged in next to the guns. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, I've got two of your guns under the template, but you can't see me. So, yeah, thanks. Because it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because you can't barrage your own troops at any point, even if you can't hurt them. So no, in, you in, can't get within four. Yeah, in an ideal world, what you do is you almost shell the tiger because you oh, can't yeah, yeah. really hurt I did, it and... I did one of those I did one one of those and forced it but then all you do you just move to the other extremities at your yeah. outside the template inside the cornfield and it's still sixes to hit because it's scout cars yeah they're, they're they're problematic but then I ended up so I put pressure on the guns I killed most of the infantry and got to the point where I could dash past his guns into the okay. I was in the death laid of a trees on the objective so it was now on both objectives which meant he had to kind of come across we, we got a little bit in terms of I had an assault I sent one of my Panzer 3's off sorry Panzer 4's through a wood to then assault the side of his guns and um, there was a bit of miscommunication about forward firing mm -hmm. um, I, he actually I bounced he bounced the assault Funny enough, because he made his really? mind to break off, um, and then he thought that Phil thought that he was. I was I was partially behind all of his guns. Okay, he was playing V three, which meant that he could then rotate to shoot me. Ooh. So then that all got a bit confusing because I didn't understand that at first, and I thought he, I thought he was saying I was fully in front, and I was I wasn't. I was I don't understand what's going on. Um, and then he was so he rotated one gun to shoot me, and then was trying to draw a line of sight through like two millimeters of gap past his first gun to shoot me with a second gun as well. Oh, yeah, I'm with Which you. Is in the rules, you know, because he's not shooting through a gap; he's shooting past the team. Yep, yep, yep. But yep, it just yep. ruins the whole. Well, that's just not why I play this for. Um, and I nearly, I very nearly walked away from the table at that point because I'd been, it's just been a like trying and trying and trying and trying when you know he can't actually kill me. Yeah. All we're going to do is draw just because he's picked this list which has 
a mix of everything. Mm. And an infinite number of almost two two twos that or two oh, two yeah, two three ones. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um so uh in the end I had he managed to move some eight rads in. Uh the infantry ran away. Yeah. The infantry were outside of contesting, so he had two eight rads sat on the objective. I had one bailed out Panzer four from them, one live Panzer four on the objective, and then one Panzer four that was worrying the guns. Um, when Terry the Tiger looked around and went, oh, is <laughs> away, two eight rads, all right then, and rolled a double six. <sighs> drilled them. And just drilled both of them, bam, bam, which instantly bowed out, tanks can't contest, I started the game, started the turn, yep. contesting, ended the turn, not contested, and I, it won me the game. So he shot from one objective onto the other one. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, game of skill, isn't it, Fez? Game of skill. <laughs> it was it was just seeing those two um, pads of Lear dice just go LL. It's <laughs> just like, yeah. yes! Take them off! That Take them off! That is Flames of War winning right there. But it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. You're coming from, you know, no disrespect to anyone, but you're coming from two different spe- parts of the spectrum of of the well, I said that to him afterwards. Um, I said that afterwards. You know, I've all, I have the greatest respect for Phil because he's he's yeah. you know he is polite and he's not rude and and you know we I I obviously got quite it was a very frustrating game. He did wear down on my personal morale, which is part of the the tactic with armies like that. It's kind of forced people to make a mistake. But when yeah. you're not making mistakes and you're working your hardest and then you're still kind of getting these shafted gamey things, it's frustrating. Yeah, no. It, at it, the end of it, we managed. To, you know, we we talked through everything, and in the end, we kind of got to the point where, like, you know, like, this is this is the way that it should work, and no one's been cheated here. No, there's um, no ill will there for it. For example, no, there's, there's no, no ill will. That's you know, yeah. in the end, that's thing, and, and you know, I got a little bit, a little bit heated at times in terms of just frustration, just sitting here going, well. This isn't a game now. This is just. Yeah, there's no. Um, the, the thing is with that as well. There's very little. How can you put it? It's almost like an, a zero risk, zero reward type scenario, yeah. almost. Because yeah, you're going to kill stuff, but ultimately, is it going to matter? And ultimately, is it actually fun? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Sitting there, sitting there with people, hide, you know, with your army hiding to eke out a draw. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I yeah. do. I, I really do. I empathise because, yeah, that, that's a that's a difficult one as well. Because knowing your personality as well, having the restraint almost to yeah to play it to to the bitter end, knowing that more than likely you're going to get a draw. Yeah, which in, in V4 terms is a, is as good as a loss. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a it's a strange one. I mean, but again, you know, Terry came through. Terry did exceptionally well. Terry, in fact, at this point was ahead. <laughs> he he played a stormer, I think. I think he got something like ridiculous, like fourteen points. Well, he killed the tiger, captured the objective, you know, one yeah, the objective, and killed those four stat four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he gone. He went bonkers. He went bonkers. Oh, in the he killed. Point. He killed. He finished the Marder platoon off by blitzing towards it as well. <laughs> He didn't sit there. He was like, I'm going to blitz forward. I'm going to take right it Right into all. his face. And then shot it at point blank range. 
I will take you all. Exactly. Oh yeah, poor Tony. He he didn't have the same luck as his uh, as his tea friend. No. In this one, no. He went the way of the dodo again, which is a little bit sad. Panda last game. Poor Tony. But all the you know all the all the games were fun. Yeah. There's a good variety of different lists, which is always fun to play against people with different play styles and different ideas of what makes a good army and then mm-hmm. just play a, sh- a shed load of uh of war yeah 26 can... players yeah flames of war is dead flames of war is obviously dead um tickets sold out uh, yeah, two months before it started yeah um and uh the uncompetitive up armored panzer three and panzer four list came forth <laughs> <laughs> yeah which was amazing frankly yeah well, no, it, it was. I mean, you, you showed me on paper that list before the tournament, and I was a bit, well, I don't know what it does. Yeah. I feel it does. It wins games. It doesn't often do that, um, <laughs> those kind of lists. Normally, they do exactly what you expect and go, oh, that's a bit rubbish. Mm. Yeah, but I think you're right. You, you knew what each. The other thing I think you had is clarity of purpose of each oh, unit. Oh, very much so, yes. So, which is something I struggle with because mine were kind of, yeah, they're all right, mediocre. Do, uh, but not with Germans. No, I think you're right. I think that well, works very well with British or another one of the Allied forces. Doesn't work with Russians. No. Um, in fact, I think a lot of players who turn who do that with Russians and just get carried away with number of units actually trip over themselves and they end up forgetting things. Um yeah. and then actually not using what they've got to the best of the advantage. Yeah. Yeah, should I just cover off my Game five, and then we can probably have a wash up on lists as well. Oh yeah, sorry, I went first. That's sorry. right. I, th- I thought that was the last one we talking about. Yes, no, 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 it's cool. It's just quick. Um, I played. So it was similar to you actually. I played. Um, oh, I can't find me. It was Mike Mercy. Um, hi Mike. So he comes down with Sherry, uh, Shirley, and Rex King. Um, he came down to Crawley actually. We had a little chat, and he's he's got um, Armour Club Company, Diana's, Marders, um, Italian Semaventis, which I really rate. Ooh. Yeah, they are. Nasty, a full battery of six as well, and I was like, "Oh god!" Because they're only eighty-eight, but they got the heat, and I, I actually, I was, I'd have been scared if I had um, infantry. I think against that because that's going to mess you up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it basically came down to, um, I, I, I went for one objective on the right. We were playing, um, what were we playing? I think it was an encounter battle again. I think we we basically rolled the, the scenario and went, oh, we've played that one before. Do you want to play something different? Then we rolled another one. We were like, yeah, that's got reserved. I'm not really keen on that. And basically, we ended up almost playing like a uh, default on free for all. Yeah. Um, it's probably completely against the regulations, but the um, I'd w- lost four games in a row, and so had he. So neither of us gave a, a monkeys at that point. Yeah. Um, that's a fun. Exactly. So, um, I mean, my, yeah, Dyna's just horrible. Marder's just horrible. I was playing cat and mouse with those for a couple of turns. The Tiger um, took some pot shots and at the Semaventis that pulled back behind a hill and sort of kept their nose out of it. Um, and then uh, I killed the 88 again with the um, Tiger. Um, but again, left myself open to uh, blitzing Marders, which then failed their blitz, but then Mike decided that you either go for it or you don't. <laughs> so he moved his martyrs around uh, the corner of a wood where they were hiding so I couldn't yeah. actually see them so they moved around 
Um, and he fired, hit the Tiger twice from the front. The Tiger did what the Tiger does at this point, rod one, and then threw itself, uh, yeah, a couple hundred feet in the air and showered itself on the battlefield again. Um, <laughs> but on the flip side, that did mean that a lot of his focus and a lot of his heavy AT assets were on that right-hand side. Um, on my left, I had one unit of Dianas, which I just started stripping out with the Panzer, fo- uh, Panzer three. So yeah. just long range again. So as far as the hit, I'm always moving. So I've only got three dice with a lot of my platoons. So I was hitting once, killing one, hitting once, killing one. I just ground it down. And in the end, I managed to actually get onto the objective on the left-hand side within four. And again, going back to your thing about knowing the distances and knowing where you are, yeah. he went to move an armor car company back. Uh, sorry, I'm a car platoon back to try and contest the objective and he couldn't get back fast enough. Yeah. Because he was trying to hide it because obviously an armored car company. I think he had something... No, it was. It was exactly 70 points in reserve. Oh, sorry, in support, not reserve. Oof. So he had an armored car company that was worth 18 points. That was his only formations. And that was his only formation. Yeah, and then he had much. all of the support. Um, and it was just... That's, I think that's... If you're going to play an armored car company... Um, that's one way to do it, but it does make it very fragile because yeah. you have to then you can't use the armor cars like um, in your game where they're just you know throwing so themselves. Yeah, Any exactly. Cannon aeroplanes are your like worst nightmare in that case. Yeah, so he couldn't you can't possibly hide from that. Just come along and mess up your core platoon to get the break. Exactly. So he couldn't use them as aggressively as he wanted to because they were in danger of dying. And then by the time that um, he realised, I think, that I could get onto the objective, they couldn't get back fast enough. So it was just one of those things where I managed to actually, I, I sort of out, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I bluffed myself going, I'm going over this side. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's a bad idea. There's Marders over there, right? This way. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up winning that um, final game of the tournament. And I think I came, what do we reckon, 24th? Uh, 24th. Yes. What prize? Best sportsman. Yeah. So apparently what you need to do when you're playing your games is let your opponent ream you for uh, <laughs> four or five games out of a tournament. And then you get a lovely prize. No, uh, that, that sounds disingenuous. I genuinely had a, a good time playing everyone. Um, and I like to think that, that, you know, everything was taken in the spirit of, you know, I don't, I don't do it on purpose, but if someone's forgetting to roll for their planes, I'm not going to sit there and go, you're firing step. You can't have your planes now. Yeah, yeah. So just stuff like that. And no, I was very, very pleased. I mean, I've, I've, I've picked up that award twice at Lee event, uh, Lee's events now in Brighton, but that's obviously only like 12 players. So to, to be recognized like that in a 26 player tournament. Nice. That's, yeah. I, I was very, very, very happy. And I didn't actually realize I was actually talking to someone else about something, some other completely different things. And Jersey went, uh, we're giving away the awards. And I was like, oh, Give over Jersey. I don't need to. You'll be joking. I've lost four games. He's like, you need to go up and uh, you need to be there. I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's why he came over. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he, he was on his way out and he's like, no, you need to go talk to Ian. I was like, oh, okay. I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, you've had no. reports of. Uh... <laughs> Show me on the tank where the bad man touched you. <laughs> But no, it was, it was genu- I had five genuinely good games, and they were again. I, I think was there there wasn't an unpainted army, right? Oh, of course not. No, no. Well, I saw. So that was cool. Tables had plenty of terrain on. So no, it's a good experience. We definitely. I, I went with another guy from Crawley, and we would definitely go back next year. I mean, it was it was 
a well run, like I said, um, well run, well attended and, and played the tournament. It's well. a great venue yeah. as well in terms of the hosting of the way the show works and the time. Yeah. And getting enough time to walk around the show, find your bits. Yeah, I mean, how many of your games went to time? I think one of mine did and that was it. Oh, none. Yeah, so time to look around and I think yeah I think the last the very last game we finished we got um, got told uh, 15 minutes and about 5 minutes later I finished yeah with the Tiger shots so that was the only one that was chancing to go to time right yeah so yeah I mean that's what you want I mean there were 2 hour 45 minute rounds and from my perspective that was from my yeah from my perspective that was too long but that was because of the young I was playing with there was a couple of my games that finished like from setup to conclusion in like an hour and fifteen. Yeah. But that's more. I think that says more about what I was playing than than the, the timings of the rounds. Yes. And again, I just took it as downtime. Had a wander round. It's no problem. Had a burger. Greasy burger. So with your army then. Yes. If you had to take the same list again, another the same tournament, what would you change and why? So Germans again. Or the Panzer Three Company again? Uh, Panzer Three Company. Say you're running these, but it's a very good question. Um, I think the problem you're going to have is uh, I don't think you can take the Tiger with the Panzer Threes. In all honesty, I think it's too much investment. In okay. you need those points elsewhere. The Tiger's great, but it's a lot of eggs in one basket. And I hate to say it, Marders are a much more efficient way of killing enemy tanks than the Tiger is. Yeah. So I don't want to be that player, but I would definitely have. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's, the lessons I think I learned were you need some form of barrage. Yeah. You need some way of digging out infantry or at least putting pressure on the infantry to do something. So going back to your waiting game thing of just going, right, I'm just going to smash you with this template every turn. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, I think you definitely need some way of dealing with light armor that has an, a high AT asset. And like going, like you said, I th- I think that answer is planes, but I don't think that's universally planes. So I wouldn't take, for example, if I was doing the Africa core list again, I wouldn't take a, a Stuka um, bomb Stuka. Yes, I don't think that's that's the right answer, but I think cannons definitely are cannons and, and you know machine guns. I mean, I picked up some Americans now, and I think that the Warhawk and the Kitty Hawk are very very efficient uh, use of Hawks, six points. Yeah, six points. Um, you know, six dice of 50 cow fire. Yeah. You need something that can actually reach them and, and touch them when they're skulking around behind a wood. Or, um, in wood or in the wood. You know, just something that can put some pressure on them because they only need to take a couple of losses and that, yeah. that you know, four, you know, eight 80 12 shots suddenly becomes four 80 12 shots and you're, it's a very, very different proposition at that point. Um, and the other thing I probably would take is. Is you've got to be able to kill, like I said, armor six, and you've got to be able to kill armor nine. I think that I still think they're great points that you've got to be able to deal with. And my list had the tiger to deal with anything that was six or nine, and that's why I think I ended up firefighting a lot of the time with it. Is it yeah. just needed to be everywhere all the time? Um, and I think the armor car, the pervasiveness of armor car and light armors is something you have to deal with as well. And and working out how you kill, you know, stuff that you need sixes hit. And I think that's where the that's why I think the Warhawks and the Kitty Hawks shine again is because they've got bombs on them. So you've got that double threat of their yeah. 
they're coming in. You, so you don't have to shoot with your machine guns or your. No, the trouble, you know, the trouble with the bombs though is obviously normally ranging on five. Yeah. Which then goes to sixes. Yeah. I'd still take it. No, three dice on sixes, and if you hit them, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do some damage. Yeah, that's true. I, I just think it's what it just gives you another tool um, to look at that that sort of armor zero to two range, if you like. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, the, uh, looking at the list as well, I was surprised there was no Americans, or there was, there was a few uh, Americans. There was one armed rifle, US rifle, yeah. I think. Yeah, there was only one, and there was. I wasn't. I wasn't actually that surprised. Seeing uh, a dearth of Italians as a primary formation, because I think they struggle with that eighty um, conundrum. But if I had to take, so go back to the original question. If I had to take it again, I think I would probably look at. I would probably look at Alex's model of having mixed Panzers. Okay. Um, I did write a little article about that for uh, the Iron Cross ones, but um, yeah. that was, you know, one short, one long, and one standard. And I'd probably throw an up armoured in instead of the long, um, yeah. because I really think the yours proved that 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 you know basically having jumbos lead the way on every unit now Would means be useful. yeah the mistaken target thing is great. Um, I'm not I'm still not convinced the infantry necessarily for the Germans is the way forward, just because it's expensive. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just expensive and it's. What do you drop at that point? I mean, that's the problem with the Germans is always, always going to be the way is that the veteran everything is great, but veteran everything has a price. Yeah, you don't get um, everything. Yeah, I think I, I think I would probably look to actually get that Semaventi battery, and I've got some Semaventis now, and probably okay. the six battery as a support platoon instead yeah. of the Tiger is probably more useful um, universally. But then, how do I get the high AT? And I think. I, I, I'm not sure I can make the Panzer three work as I want it to at that points level. Yeah, it's the conclusion I came it's to. Tight, unfortunately. It's a tight points. It is tight. It's very tight, and um, I think you're always going to have to have something to give. I mean, I think it's the, it's at the breaking point where I think above that German list really start to come in their own. Yeah, I think so too. I think um, 100 points is where the Germans are kind of not on a level footing, but they can get the toys that they need to yeah. make stuff work. Um, I think they were just a bit brittle, less than that. Um, but that that's kind of where I was coming from, I think, just looking at stuff going, mm, yeah, I kind of wish there was like a Panzer II company. So not as low as the armoured cars, but, you know, something that's a bit yeah. more... Um, yeah, armour three things, nice. Yeah. I, I don't know, I... I I wasn't dispirited by the end of it, but certainly it made me look at my army list and go, you you need to look at this again because there's, there's no way that this I is... I think just getting some templates in there. Mm. I was, I was, well, yeah, I mean, with the upcoming books, which we'll go on to, I think things like Vesps are going to be useful. Yeah, very much. Um, I was actually toying with the idea of getting Nerval Refers in as well, but I think they're a bit... I'm not sure, I'm still not convinced by them. I think they can... I think they can be um, overrun quite easily. Actually, in the final game, um, Mike actually surprised me because he started using these Lorraine schleppers as essentially assault guns. Yep. Drive like actual shooting at tanks with them. They're like 89. Yeah. Um, and they're actually an auto firepower. Oh, direct fire. They're big 15 centimetre ones, aren't they? Yeah. They've only got a range of 16 direct. Um, but it's with a tactical move. Okay, you're plus one to hit, but yep. that's all you need. And they give you a barrage, and I think they're 12 points. So I would look at something like that, maybe, because I think 
you know, four of them, um, again, against the infantry, there are two at firepower. So you start repeat bombarding something. Yeah. Um, re-rolling your saves, I kill you on a two plus. That's going to start adding up pretty quick. Um, I've never actually thought about using them like that, but he, he kind of just went, well, they're no worse than a Marder, really. Yeah, they've got armor, they've got movement. Yeah. Uh, I was like, mm, no, actually, fair blitz because they, you know, they're a gun team that can blitz. So exactly. Um, I mean, I've used them to kill universal carriers that were <laughs> roaming around. <laughs> Absolutely nothing left of those. Exactly. But I never thought about using them on tanks. But you know, eighty nine, it's, it's not to be sneezed at. The mid war is not to be sneezed at. Definitely. No. How, what would you change? I mean, obviously, you did much, much, much better than I did. I mean, um, the only thing I would look. Maybe doing is changing the Panzer twos out for something else. Yeah, they kind of uh, they're weird, aren't they? That said, the spearheads useful, the machine guns are useful, but they're just a, they're probably a little bit overpriced for what they give you in terms of yeah, cause eight them. eight points. Yeah, so I could drop them. I could add. I mean, if you're a filth monger, adds which would do the same thing for the spearhead. We can even get an armored car company in for that cost. Yeah, I know. I know that's that's not you, but I'm just as a comparison. The trouble is, you know, I love armored cars. That's the funny thing. Oh, <laughs> the irony, the sweet irony. But they just the best. You know, I love, I love, I'd love to have a little company running around. But the trouble is, the best way to play them isn't the best. They they kind of will feel this weird mix. You know, previously, yeah, they'd run up and lift onto ground, which was great. Mm-hmm. Keep their heads down. Keep their heads down. But now they kind of just they they only annoy you by existing. That, that, I have to say, having run my little one between of them, I did find them a bit useless. Like they yes. spearhead and then they go, mm, um, yep. mm. right, let's go run away and hide. And a lot of times, parts more than an objective. Yeah. Just to say that they were there. But yeah, the two points are just, mm. they're never going to kill a lot, I don't think. No. No, that's why, yeah. So, what would you have instead of the Panzer the Panzer Siege? You'd have some eight rads and then save six points for. Two eight rads, um, six points for another. That would give me what another tank. Yeah, could you another tank? Mm-hmm. Um, could add in um, between a short stack of infantry for that. Um, mm. Yeah, that could be interesting. Just to have a platoon, because then that can come on. Like just saying to go into buildings. Yeah, you struggled with that, didn't you? I could tell that it really was did psychologically damaging. You know, just in a couple of setups, just having an option there. Buildings and minefields, just something to get rid of those with the infantry. Mm. Then again, having the infantry means that there's something that mortars can kill. And one, yes. one of the things that was really powerful about my list is, yes, it has a shortcoming in, in buildings and minefields, but that's kind of counterbalanced by the fact that there's a lot of the army with low AT that go... Yeah, when I played um, when I played Gary, he had his obviously a six tube mortar battery and his two yeah. um, batteries exactly. of seventy sixes firing directly, and it's like pointless. All right. HMG platoon, pointless. Yep. You know, that's that's, th- that's one of the benefits of having an asymmetric force in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you're all in on that, I think adding infantry, yeah, it gives you some stuff, but it also adds a weakness. Yeah, in some scenarios you're just going to dump it on an objective, right, and dig it in, which is what you know. Going back to 
the conversation we had, uh, you know, probably an hour ago, or whatever it was, like infantry you can grind out with barrages. Yeah, exactly. So by dumping it on an objective, do you not then just give something for the artillery to just pound the whale? Yeah, and then right, that's, that's whatever what you've saying. got on your objective isn't actually there. Yeah, but mm. like this, I think it worked at the points that was at. It worked really well. Um, then I think the next thing to talk about was what would I do if I had. 96 points. <gasps> and where Almost, would you have 96 points, Eddie? As if there's a one-day tournament in January for 96 points mid-war. It's almost like that thing happened. It's a thing, yeah. Flames of Fez. So this is a call to arms. If anyone is interested and wants to come to a one-day Flames of War mid-war tournament at Guildford in the south of England on the 12th of January, 2019, Flames of Fez. I said it's been... not really a tournament, it's an event. Uh, Do you have any idea on rounds or anything like that? I mean, is it dependent on players? Three or... game, the idea is have three games in a day um, with, I think we said about two hours a game. So a little bit shorter than normal. I don't think that would be a problem unless someone goes and brings a huge army that they know they can't finish the game in, in which case I'm probably going to poke you sit there have you finished yet have you finished yet um 96 points at mid-war you can quite easily get around in two in two hours i believe yeah it's probably not gonna it's gonna be quick but well it'll be all right the the idea is obviously for a one day is to you know not spend spend hours and hours and hours at the venue if you want to get there and get home um then also if you just give the heavy tanks some loving man yep break out your kvs break out your Churchills break out your tigers, it's it's you know, or your Ferdinand's or your Ferdinand's ghost. He says, segueing nicely, <laughs> segue nicely. Um, before we, before we get too distracted about what <laughs> since you take, um, for Flames of Fez, uh, email me at fez at breakthroughassault.co.uk if you wish to come. There is an, a Facebook event for those of you who are Facebook savvy, yeah, navigate their way over there. Um, and if you want to make a weekend of it, the day after on the Sunday is Open Gaming at the Games Club. It's hosted by the Guildford Games Club. So we're doing the Flames of War event on the Saturday and then Open Gaming on the Sunday. Um, and the idea of the event as well is to be red versus blue. So it's not just a pure, you know, cutthroat tournament type thing. It's red versus blue and we're hoping to split it east front and desert. So well done. you will be playing the historically appropriate armies. Um, we're doing an Iron Fez competition as well. If you want to come along and you can't decide what army list to bring because you're like us, <laughs> just bring three different ones as long as they're all the same faction and ideally the same front. Um, I will tell you, we'll label them A, B and C and at the beginning of each round I'll roll a dice and tell you which one to use. There'll be an extra bonus point for anyone who comes and brings, um, brings three different armies because I know that I can. Because I'm addicted, but I can stop anytime I want. Honestly, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, what have you bought more of this? Uh, tigers, <laughs> only because there's yeah. a tiger company in Ghost Panzer, and the only thing better than a tiger is more tigers. Yep. Yeah. What do you put in your tiger force? Uh, three tigers. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That it, it sounds like a good event to be honest. I mean, ninety-six points is it's an interesting limit again. Um, yeah, 
hopefully see some more people down. That'd be great. I mean, I think we've uh, we've ring fenced the Suffolk people and Norfolk people into broadly coming down for stuff, haven't we? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there's lots of lots of people, lots of excitement. Um, the guys at Warfare coming down. Yeah. So, uh, should Hapless prizes may or may not be on offer. Yes. Hope to have. We've got some um, good prize support coming in for people, and the way we're doing the prizes is uh, with the raffle system. So as you win and earn points for different things throughout the weekend or throughout the day, sorry, you get a raffle ticket, and at the end we just draw from the raffle. So even if you only ever turned up and only played your games, you lost every single one. You can, yeah. in theory, be the first one out the raffle prize, and then get a shot at the the biggest best prize on the table, or your choice is the other thing. The reason I like this system is that. You yep. walk to the table and there's a, a Russian box and you get given the British box, but you don't have any British models. That's a bit pointless. Uh, yeah, I have to say, it's like when people used to win, like, was it best painted? Oh, and they yeah. win some paints and you're like, it's oh. Paints. <laughs> I don't need paints. I could have really used that, you know, yeah. half tracks. <laughs> but have some paints. Yeah, but I could have some paints. Yeah, so that that's the way we're doing it. Um just because it keeps everyone something to hang around for at the end as well. They're using the same model of, as the Crawley one with, uh, you know, win a game, you get X. Yes. Lose a game, you get X. Yeah. Okay. So there'll be, there'll be prices for, uh, sorry, you know, points for historical background, for painting, um, and just a whole hope. Of it. The idea is just to make it more of a, a day of hobby as opposed to just returning up to play games, play games, oh, you lost all your games, thank you, go home. Will there be a special prize or a special number of entries into raffle for the most outlandish list? Oh, of course. Brilliant. I'm in. I'll have one. Good. I'll think of an outlandish list. Bring it. Um, three tigers and some wasps. Well, that, that would probably be considered cheating. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, yeah, I've, I've, I don't see why why you wouldn't. Why wouldn't you go ahead, Fez? Um, because you're in prison. That's probably the only excuse I'll take. Excellent. So we should probably have the most price most outlandish excuse as well. Yes. <laughs> um, cool. So you mentioned Tiger Company. I have. Ghost. Are you excited? I am rather, rather happy. Um, On a scale of one to Tiger happy. Uh, hands are six happy. Ooh, okay. That's quite high. Was it a six? No. Yeah, it was. It was. Because they skipped the five, didn't they? No, Panzer Five is the uh, Panther, isn't it? Yes. Yes? No. Other way around. I don't know. I'm Tiger happy. <laughs> oh, God. I just, it's just uh, Tigers as formations. They're my thing. They're my jam. They are a thing. I went full Hummel before it was cool. Ooh, never go full Hummel. No, I always go full Hummel. <laughs> and 13 Tiger Ones at a, a late war tournament and nothing else. Well, then the spazzy version. Yep. Yeah. But they so were they were driven by children. <laughs> yeah, no, they had, they had, they had, they were Frankenstein tigers. They had like, um, late oh, or holes, road wheels. Yeah. They had loads of parts were in Zimmerit or the Primer Grey. Look at you, hobby hero. The only thing, and different camos as well. They had one tiger in like ambush camo, one in stripes. Like the whole the turret was in ambush and then the, the yeah. in stripes. The only thing that kept them all together was the actual turret numbers. Oh god, I love it. I've actually uh, I've got one of those that about Panzer four for bolt action. Oh no, it's got like it's got that. It's got the Franken yeah Franken Panzer. Mm, they do look cool. There's something really weird about. Mm, 
yeah i approve i approve this hobby message yeah okay so tigers i'm super excited about for ghost panzer also um half tracks panzer grenadiers really yeah you're excited about half tracks i am i just for some reason just the the the, the one the, the 251c with this little pokey bum yeah do, do you think that I, I haven't actually looked do you think the mounted assault rule is going to be as complicated as it was in version 3 where no, I basically didn't play half tracks because I couldn't be bothered reading that much text no but I think it'll be really good fun or do you leap viciously from your uh, no you your don't mounts? leap viciously you just drive into like a tank oh do you oh you just become Ooh. which has a better assault role I think no I think it's got three attacks in it then they attack from inside the infantry I don't believe so I don't know. See, this is I've not even bothered looking. This is a question for you guys who actually read the books properly rather than just getting really excited reading yeah. lists and going out. <laughs> used to buy more. If, you, if you're trying to get that kind of information out of us, I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rules. We're out of command, man. Where are you, Ben? Ben, ben Lee, how do we write these army lists? What's going on? Are these good? These are good, right? These right? Are good. <laughs> Can I use these toys? Yes, I'm good. I'm there. No idea. Um, so, um, for, me, for me, it's just a lot of I've got a lot of bits of projects left over, like my grills and things that I'm like, oh, I've got a home for these now, and it's kind oh, of yeah. throwing all of those into one list and actually getting them on the board. I think the other thing for me about Ghost Panzer and Red Banner is I think it's going to shift and shake up the um, quote unquote meta again. It will. It will. It will fill it out, right? So there's been a lot of there's been a lot of chatter and stuff, and there's always the usual skies falling rubbish. Yeah. People who haven't actually seen the product, haven't actually played any games to balance it out. But I think that every army now does have a way to beat every other army. You always did. Some are better at it than others, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's more obvious. Um, the whole thing about people in Ferdinand's is is yeah okay. You've got a you've only got tanks. You've got to kill it. But it can't stop an assault by itself. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's gonna. I, when I say, I think it's just gonna shift where we've set. Like I was saying about the um, armor six stuff. I think it's gonna yeah. reset where people think that you know. It's just gonna be you're gonna have to deal with this stuff. It's just gonna exist. So It'll start exist. thinking about it. But at the same time, you just you know, like most things, it's only got two shots. You can yeah. ignore it. You know how ineffective a tiger can be at killing. Shots, the is just the same, just with no machine guns. Eddie, my dear boy, I lost four games with a tiger. I know how ineffective they can be. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a past expert and pro at how ineffective a tiger can be. Um, but you're right, it's, the, it's got a final number of shots. I think it's just going to be interesting. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm not focused on anything other than captured T34s, obviously. But, That's your um, jam, isn't it? Oh, that is, oh my God. Yeah. Now I'm I'm super excited as well to break out the airbrush and the jungle gelb and to yep. spray me up some proper three color, three color Germans. Oh. But no Zimmerit. No Zimmerit. We, we had a little check, didn't we? Yeah. I I might have. See, I've got one Zimmerit. I'm kind of tempted to have a Zimmerit Tiger as my HQ. I think one's fine because it was it we worked out December forty threes when it yeah. started to roll out. So. And no. Like the latest replacement one. Yeah. Which is, you know, you know the thing I do need to look into is the exhausts. Um, oh, well, filters and things. Yeah, whether or not by that point they'd started to get rid of the filters for Curse. 
Mm, that's a good question. I do have my Haynes Tiger manual somewhere. I'll fish that out. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure See, the internet will tell you. on the Facebook post thread, guys. That's what that was about. <laughs> what t- exhaust on tigers? Public service announcement. Yeah. Well, that, that, that just sounds like another excuse to go to Bobington, honestly. Oh, challenge accepted. Just, you know, he needs to do some research. Just, just saying. Yeah, but all I end up doing is just dribbling over armoured vehicles. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get kicked out. The questions are asked. <laughs> Mistakes were made, officer. Um, um, speaking, yeah. speaking. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Ghost Panzer? No, I'm going to catch up with the others. I think on, yeah, on Ghost Panzer. Talk, talk to the others, but I'm just, I'm really excited. I think they're great books. Battlefront are hitting out of the park on these, um, and I, I just think it will lead to some really interesting games, and also using stuff that you haven't thought needed to use before from previous lists mm-hmm. you know those units that you set and go what are they good for actually now you're kind of like oh well if i have those that's an answer to that yeah you know yeah absolutely i think it just gives you options again yeah and it's all good more games more options um, well that's it that's what i mean about it just just to finish off, I think that's what i mean by it changing you know, yeah. just resetting stuff. It's just a different puzzle again. It's, it's stuff you haven't seen before, so therefore, you know, it's just going to make people think again. Yeah. Very much. There we go. Um, one last thing. On the intercepted communications, um, I've intercepted the uh, listeners' questions. And the one that is relevant to us was asked by yeah. uh, the, the wonderful Tony Hellard, who asked... Was the Tiger competition fun or stressful? Well, where to begin? Um, I really enjoyed it because it gave me something else to ponder upon when I was getting whooped. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I think all those kind of things about, you know, we we focused in on the Tiger, but just giving yourself a challenge around a unit, you know, it makes you play differently. It makes you think about things differently. I think you could apply it to any kind of unit, really, that's a little bit unloved to some extent. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think I, I enjoyed it as well. It was totally fun, simply because even even if you, the game itself was going terribly wrong, it still you still had something that you could get a personal victory from and, and, and yeah. control the game. And it, well, I mean, that's what it's really all about. As long as you enjoy the game you're playing... In some level, what that's the pastime. It's a hobby. A lot of people forget that. You're supposed to actually enjoy it. I have to say that I think it's, it works better with two people because we were egging each other on and stuff, and we were checking in at the end of each round and seeing what had done what and whether they'd survived or you know yeah, you came scampering over didn't you when he killed that other tiger and yeah definitely <laughs> just stuff like that. I mean, if there's two of you to bounce with, it's always more fun. I didn't I didn't find it that stressful. But I found it more stressful actually when he wasn't doing very well. Yeah. Like when you just like, oh come on Tony, I need you to just come kill on, Tony. Come on. I think I think <sighs> stuff up. I just need you to pull something out of the bag. Dig deep, dig deep. Dig deep. Come on, Tony. Didn't mean it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I've got because uh, we were talking about um, as well actually there about the difference between whether it was still, you know a gun team versus a team versus a tank. Method. I started like, making little tally charts of like. 
you know, I've killed two KVs. <laughs> I don't think actually adding up all of the points he killed. Points. Yeah. How much points roads back. are those? Well, I don't know. You can't buy them on the road. Just divide the number by three. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a lot of fun actually having that kind of challenge and I think we'll definitely do it again um, yeah definitely probably just the I would imagine it's a compulsory unit so each army must include X yep and yeah just go from there but it, it also meant that we had you're right we had very similar lists but they were quite different yes and that that you know I found that quite interesting how you know Eddie's list had different tools and therefore was able to cope with different things whereas mine was very much one dimensional and and therefore struggled. So it was definitely from that, you know, learning experience um, standpoint as well. It was definitely interesting. Cool. I hope, hopefully that answers Tony's question. Bye, Tony. Thank you very much. And uh, I think we are running to the end of time. Do you want to scoot and scoot, or do we just? No, it's out of command, man. We just, we just, uh, we don't count for morale purposes or last stand. And I've looked over, and the rest of the squad have just disappeared. So I think we're on our own. Do we have to run after Ben and Lilo? Is that is that what happens now? We have to just sprint after them until we yeah, get to we just, we, you know, I think one of them got hit or something. They all bailed out and then they've all off <laughs> the field. So we capture the objective on our own with a single assault. But I think we can quietly eke away. Um, the only thing I can say is thank you very much. Um, it was wonderful to see Hammy. At the yeah. Hammy, obviously, from Battlefield Hobbies, our wonderful sponsor, who facilitates us getting this laugh of the... Um, yeah. Ridiculous. to you. <laughs> also, if you do like the content, please leave us a review. Yeah. Please. Reviews are good. Yeah, preferably positive ones, but you know, we'll take a look. It would take anything, any feedback at the moment. <laughs> Thanks to the guys who said hello at the um, at the show themselves. Yeah. Before we see, you know, people who do actually listen to us, which is a bit weird. Yeah. And our in jokes that no one else must find funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's it's cool. Cool. And uh, hopefully, I see you guys uh, on the battlefield. Yeah, Flames of Fez. Flames of Fez. All right. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye.